Check, 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 check. We're in. We're in there like swimwear. Episode 402. What a time to be alive. I uh, went to uh, Emma's birthday party yesterday. That was. I like to think happy birthday, stupid. It yeah. was. <laughs> she, um, I only see her like every month or so. Mm-hmm. It's been a couple months since I've seen her last. They get big fast. Yeah, they do. And like she's getting a little personality. She's crawling now. I, I, I would have thought they would have put video or something of that up well, on sure, social yeah. media. Or they didn't. Yes, because they don't. They don't bomb you with pictures of their child, which I'm fine with. I, I think that they do it just the right amount. Just the right amount. Yeah, they do it perfectly. Right. It's like she's. It's like she studies uh, advertising. She does. She's in advertising. So she yeah. knows what she's doing. <laughs> Leave them wanting more. <laughs> right. Leave them wanting more. But um, she seems to have a a uh, not so sunny disposition with me. Yeah, which is fine. I don't right. care. Like you're a baby. Shut the fuck up. Your opinion does not matter. But, <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean. Like I'm holding her. And she's like, "What the fuck is this?" All right. This guy doesn't have a big bushy red beard. Um, right. You saying she has a not so sunny disposition? Yeah. It's, it's it's just like yeah. You're not her dad. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And she doesn't have so so much of a sunny position with him either. It's only Elena. Only Elena. Only Elena. Odd. It's weird. <laughs> I think in a year or two that'll change because daddy's girl and all that crap. Well, sure. The well, the first bond is is of course formed with the mother. Of course, the father is is uh, this is actually both psychology and science. The father is the first adversary. He's the first adversary mm-hmm. for the mother's affections. So therefore, he is going to be an adversary. Yes, especially for a young boy who she, is going to be threatened. You know, but she loses her mind when Elena leaves the room. Yeah. No, no, I don't want to say lose her mind, but she sees her walking out and she goes, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Get back Aaron's in like, hey. here. Aaron's like, hey, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> Me. <laughs> I was like, we're the only two people in this room that can protect you from anything. <laughs> she will hold you in cower in a quarter. We will get swords and go to battle for you. <laughs> Put some respect on our name. Right. But um, the party was fun. They uh, got pizza from... Uh, Sam's Club, I've heard it's good pizza. Fucking good pizza. Mm. I was like, "What the fuck?" Um, not like a crazy amount of people there, which was nice. Mm. Um, the gifts, uh, like I could tell, they were like, "Oh God," because everybody got loud noise making hard plastic gifts. I don't get it. Like these toys are, they're now hard plastic. They don't have any movable things. So there was a gift bag for you that you got? No, 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 for the child. Oh, okay. For, for the uh, for the child, um, I I got gifts for her. That's what birthdays are like. What'd you get? Um, I want to get to that. Okay, okay, <laughs> gotcha. But <laughs> but the uh, like the the toys like everybody planned. Not everybody, but like a certain group planned like to get these things that all sync up together. And they're like they're these hard plastic things that don't have any movable parts. They do have flashing lights, which I think is good. I don't know. And they, they sync up together and sing songs and stuff. That's neat. I don't actually. like it. You don't like it? It's weird. Well, because toys are so much better than what we have. They're not that good. Those aren't good. Now, the toys for the uh, two to ten-year-olds now, pretty good. Yeah. They're, I don't know if they're made as well as ours were. I mean, no, no. our Transformers were steel. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> our The toys we got were 
extremely well made. Like, okay, let's just be fair though. Kenner, their first run of the Star Wars figures were not good. They yeah. were not good at all. They didn't look anything like them. Yeah, and that's if you wanted them to hold up, you kept them in that freaking uh, in the in the casing. Oh yes, in the, in the uh, packaging that they came right. So, but then the 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 subsequent releases were mm-hmm. fucking bangers. Kenner was, you know, they were a down and out toy company. Yes. And then, and they got, because nobody else wanted the fucking thing. They got it and they fucking just, and George, buddy, they rode that motherfucker George forever. made the best deal ever. He got all the merchandising. <laughs> right. It's like, yes, yes. It's like, um, uh, the guy from kiss was just whispering in the ear. It's all about the merchandise. I like your Dean Simmons. Voice. It's all about the merchandise. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I got, um, I got those books. You might have seen them last week. Um, it's a stack of books. Um, the Cosmos for Babies. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. What's the other one? Uh, like Quantum Physics for Babies. Mm-hmm. That kind of shit. Smart shit. It's work for the parents to do because they got to read this shit <laughs> right. to the baby. Yeah. But when she's... I I gather she's going to learn to read by the time she's three or four. That's kind of the trajectory it seems like she's going to be on. Sure. Like, you know, not like... Fucking reading Proust or whoever, but <laughs> Proust, it's either I think. Yeah, I, I've never read them. I've only I haven't either. I'm not a. I, I don't sniff my own farts. It's a philosophy nerd. Yeah, right. Um, no, I read philosophy, but I'm not one of those guys. For one thing, I don't throw out. Yeah, I never throw it out. Like I like Socrates says, "Fuck a surrealist and fuck stuff you. like that." Right. I like it being told to me by that Ryan Holiday guy. He's fucking awesome. Yeah, I like yeah. him. The um, Daily Stoic. Um. But like I, th- I think she'll be able to pick out words and stuff. Well, she's going to be smart. What they're going right. to do is they're going to set her set her on the lap facing the book, and they're going to trace a long read. That's how I learned to read by the time I was three. Right. And um, so I got the books, and then I was like, "This isn't enough." Like she's she's just I want the kid to react to something. So I went and got a gift bag at uh, Walmart before I went to the party, and I bought a Batman gift bag. I don't know why. It was just there. I was like, it's got Batman on it. She doesn't care. So I got yeah, Batman gift bag. She's Anna, she's Aaron and Elena's kid. She's going to like Batman eventually. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and I went looking around the toy section and like, I don't know what, to, I was like, I was like, Play-Doh, it's not yet. No. That's not rea- <laughs> really the thing. And then I just saw all kinds of stuff I would like. And I was like, well, she wouldn't like that. <laughs> so I just got a, a little Darth Vader stuffy. A little Darth Vader. She liked it a lot. Yeah. It's black, not colors. I was like, I'm proving everybody in this room wrong, getting all this brightly colored stuff. Right. She likes to, she's going to be goth. Um, I was, go ahead. I'm sorry. The piece, uh, De Resistance. I was searching for my socket set in my house and I just searched all over the place and I found like, I think it came with a Kenny Rogers single. It was like a fold out poster. With four different things on it. What so, your your wrench set? I, I was just looking everywhere. For your my, socket set for my socket set, and it came with a Kenny Rogers. No, 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 no. Okay, no, okay. No. no, this poster I found. Oh, okay, the, gotcha. Came with like a Kenny Rogers single in the eighties. Right. Had to be right. And I just found it in a closet. I had never seen it before. It had to have been my ex wife who left it there. Her parents must have given it to her when she. I have no idea. But I found this poster. Let me see if I can find the poster somewhere. I bet you t- Kenny Rogers posters have, have got to be something else. Kenny Rogers, it's morning something, morning desire. That was the that was the poster. God, I can't wait to see this. I'm so uh, images so excited. 
This is the poster. This is the poster. <laughs> <laughs> it's so simple, but, but yet his head, the head it, tilt. It folds like 16 times, and there's like uh, on the back of it, there's four different pictures of him, too, which mm-hmm. I thought was hilarious. But I put it in the bottom of the bag, and they pulled out that out last <laughs> And they uh, and they unfolded. <laughs> I wish I had a video. It was the biggest laugh anybody got there. And I was like, "Yeah, you guys told me how much he likes Kenny Rogers." So, uh, <laughs> so I just put that in. There oh too. shit! Well that, done, sir. That that gift was just for me to see everybody reacting to it. You're like Eric Cartman, only you don't actually have to get a present, but you have to get some kind. I had of to return. get something in there. Right. I found out like this is too funny not to put in there. <laughs> For a one-year-old, very well, very good. <laughs> but now, what's going to happen is she's going to grow up to like Kenny Rogers in an ironic way. Yeah, like whenever like she's in the car with me, say I take her somewhere, we're turning on Kenny Rogers. It's funny. So are you setting this trajectory exactly? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Emma. This is uh, Islands in the Stream. Yep, Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. I'll sing the Kenny part, of course. <laughs> <laughs> this is the gambler. Yeah, <laughs> the only hit Kenny Rogers really had. But no, no, I'm no. kidding. I'm First kidding. edition? You kidding me? No, it was, it was a giant hit. I'm talking about he. The gambler was a giant hit. Yeah, he had plenty of great songs. Sure, I'm his just, solo career. I'm not exactly sure. Lady, oh fuck, I'm it. your knight in shining armor, and I love you. <laughs> I'm Kenny Rogers. <laughs> um, that, I don't know. I just thought it would be so funny, and it was. It was very funny. I don't know if like the old people there got how funny it was. Right. That might have been why it was so much funnier to me. <laughs> you were looking for the nervous. Uh, Aaron, this Aaron, look. Aaron couldn't contain himself. <laughs> how funny. Uh, oh, you should have videotaped that. Oh, man. I really should have. Yeah. I live in the moment. What videotaped. What, oh, yeah. what, what are we doing? Here? I had my camcorder. Yeah. <laughs> You had it on a steady arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit, we should play the intro song, I guess. This this episode's starting out to be a banger. That's not it. But that's good, though. That's fine. I need the intro song. Lots of new good music this week, we have to by make the way, a, uh, when we get to it. We have to um, have the... Uh, it, it's not an official song uh, episode until we play the song. You know what I mean? Right. It would be technically classified as a fun employment fun employment files. Yeah. If we talked about porn, it would be common employment files. (laughs) 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 All your, all the latest news in the porn industry, the common employment files. It's not a bad idea. No, it isn't. (laughs) We can have guests. Peter North, how you doing? Wrote a song about you. <laughs> did you write a song about Peter Dorn? No, uh, we did a fake uh, a rap song, me and uh, my friends, in 2000. In 2000. Went into like another one of my friend's uncles, or one of the friends that was in this thing, had a, his uncle had a studio in Craigsville. Mm-hmm. So we just got like a fake generic beat, and we had a whole bunch of fake like comedy raps that we wrote. Yeah. And one of the raps, I can't remember who wrote it, but I didn't say it, was getting busy like Peter North at Hedonism. If you know what Hedonism is, it's the old... Um, it's a swinger thing. It's like a swinger thing yeah. where everybody comes down, you can fuck whoever you want, and everybody's yeah, cool. It's like $2,000. Not, so, uh, not down for that. I think it was in Sandals, Jamaica. Yeah. yeah I'm, not, I'm not down with Jamaica either. I will never go there. 
I probably won't either, but I, I've if, if I had the money, I would. It's like been, a fun place. I've been what, to the Bahamas. Too, too many black people. No, no, no. I, I well, no, but it's. I thought you were gonna be like, what? You know what? Yes. No, but it's it's <laughs> a, it's it's something like this. I feel bad for the people who live there because uh, yeah, the corporate they're... interests have their their palaces on the hill, and then the, and you cross it literally cross a bridge, and the, and a, and the nicest awesome group of people ever because i met so many of them in the Bahamas, and they're awesome people and they're in poverty. live in abject poverty yeah and i feel so fucking bad for it's them. almost like west virginia in a sense it is like and i think that's one of the reasons i could relate because if everybody else all in this quaint is like no this isn't quaint this is these people living in this awful fucking condition in, in these awful conditions because capitalism fucks them you know that's just how it works. I'm sorry, all my friends who are in the capitalism church. I'm sorry. Sometimes it doesn't work out for everyone. <laughs> We've never tried real capitalism. That's what they say about socialism. So I can say that. Well, about capitalism. any there's no. Pure- we actually did try real capitalism, and it worked really well. And when it, it brought uh, billions of people out of poverty. When. Over the last two hundred years, I would say. No, no, I'm not. I'm not doubting you. I'm just saying. I, I thought you were referring to a specific time frame. Well, we. I mean, like the beginning of the country when they were like, we're going, we're going to um, fucking put some. It brought a lot of people out of poverty, but the stories about early America. Have you read the poverty stories about early America? They're pretty fucking horrific. Yeah, I mean, it didn't bring like, everybody, like the jungle by Upton Sinclair. And no, we're it, not going to be able to bring everybody. No, I understand, but I mean, I, I would, it does require people to work. I would argue. That the best version of America is capitalism. Okay, say we're build, we're building a an animal, right? Mm-hmm. The muscles mm-hmm. are going to be capitalism. That's driving the thing, right? Mm-hmm. And the autonomic responses and things that keep the thing in line from going off the rails are socialism. Like, then you got to involve the government. And well, you have to. Yeah. I'm sorry, but if you're going to have a country, I know you hate that. Uh, yeah, but if we're going to have the thing, you need to have the thing. I know, but like, so <laughs> as, little, as, as little as possible, I'd like to involve the government in pretty much everything. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, I, I agree. See, we agree on things, but I, I, we've had this discussion before. In this one thing, I'm usually the idealist. In this one thing, you're an idealist. You don't, you think that unfettered capitalism fixes it it doesn't i don't think it fixes everything well i mean more than i do let's say i think um you have faith in markets you have faith in things like that there's nothing wrong as with far that. as i understand them i have more faith in them than the the invisible hand of the government guiding everything right but i but they're I, usually guided towards them i mean you got they do senators but i'm saying that senators worth hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars and they make 180 thousand sure I, I do we're in, in complete agreement how good are they better at stock market than warren buffett no they inside <laughs> trade and I know. they should all be thrown in fucking I think, jail i think we should be allowed to play the market just like everybody else. fuck them but okay that was my nancy pelosi it's British. pretty good she's got uh, big tits Huh? She's got big tits. Oh yeah, she does. Big old fake. Knockers. She was a good looking gal, and she was in the thirties when she was born. When she was a flapper, she was probably <laughs> no. She was probably good looking in the eighties. She was she was good looking definitely in the sixties in that picture of right. her with Kennedy. Nice. No, okay. Big heavy Italian tits. Nice. I love them. I grew up on Italian tits. <laughs> My first girlfriend had big heavy Italian tits. Her whole family had them. I like big Irish tits. But anyway, um, freckles on them. <laughs> so you know that bitch is going to get melanoma. <laughs> This has gone off the rails. <laughs> um, no, the um, L is it M A L? 
No, put hey. no. Here's what you do: you put melon and then noma on it. Melon, yeah, melon. There you go. Now we're now we're in sync. Melon noma. This is a comedy show. The fifties and sixties, where capitalism had a major major stake mm-hmm. in the country, it's when the country was doing best. Yeah, the social unrest wasn't good because we hadn't reached that point yet. But the country was humming along and doing very well. You know, I just say things get you riled up. I really, I, I mean, understand. I, I mean, I think it'd be definitely would be better to get the government out of everybody's lives pretty much yes build the roads mm-hmm. have uh the post office post office it's the, the only good thing that they really do well roads you ever been on a private road they don't do those private roads are privately owned by definition you ever been on in like a subdivision of houses that is owned by like <clears throat> okay those? not not the best but freeways and stuff like that were the model for the world at one point yeah. it's not it's not it's it's not our fault that the that the true socialism capitalism fucking square dance that was going on really well at one point completely collapsed because greed became such a thing we our railroads are laughably out of date and at one point we were the greatest railroad power in the world we stretched it across the fucking country the irish started it and the chinese finished it and you know massive jobs for both ethnic groups Mm -hmm. and you know it was this huge thing now there are drawbacks to anything but we do need that spirit again we need to have start start building big ungodly things we we need high-speed rail i would be much more inclined to think the government could do something good if they did things good sure i mean they the post office takes no tax dollars Mm -mm. everything they do is what you buy like i'm sending a letter to san francisco it costs me 70 cents or whatever exactly and it takes it across the country for me and you do that enough times and people get good jobs and it's a great thing and they take no tax dollars exactly the roads um have slipped mostly they're designed well i think Mm -hmm. golly mountain is an exception but how the fuck are you gonna design any better Uh, a lot of the current you need need the like if you're going into a right curve pitch it a little bit it needs to be you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you know what i mean the the angle sometimes like if you're going around a curve to the left and the angle is sloping the other way toward Mm -hmm. the guardrail yeah you're gonna hit the guard you're gonna hit the guard if you're going fast enough a lot of them are i mean they're designed fine mostly um it's but the government doesn't design them they pay private contractors to design them and build them the, i'm fine with that i'm fine with that way, too because that's be. the, they do it better right the only we have this giant workforce of the state road or whatever they call it department of highways or whatever and mostly they patch poorly they poorly patch potholes poorly patch potholes p- poorly patch potholes <laughs> and they and on country roads they will place like culvert pipes that run underneath the roads that's pretty much all they do right um I don't know. I I think they should do that. They should do the roads and and the railroads and stuff and maybe have a police force and really up the um <clears throat> the uh the requirements to be hired like to be hired by a police sure. like you should be able to run 7 miles. You yes. Should, you'd be a brown belt. You should have never beaten your wife. A brown belt in jiu-jitsu. Yes. Um, but those those things are also bring you know those things would also bring the more problems in their own way right if you have an well you're going to have you're going to have very hard time getting people that are that um 
upstanding to want to be cops. But it's also going to create its own version of elitism. These people are going to be, you know, don't get me wrong, man. I mean, there's a a negative thing to anything. Do you know many people that uh, have done martial arts? Like, okay, you're right. Most of them are very down to earth. They know how to de-escalate, too. Right. That should be a thing. Like, really know how to de-escalate a situation. Sure. I've noticed that all the fights that involve people with martial arts... They're like doing everything they can not to fight. I, have you seen this fight where this guy throws a sucker punch at this guy and he slips it and then he fucking gets him. He gets him in a choke. He doesn't hurt him. He just he, he's, he's, he's just trying to stop it. And then all the other guys are trying to pull him off and then he gets a punch in and then they're trying to pull it off and then he gets him in an arm bar and then they pull him off again and finally gets him in a, he gets him in a heel hook. He said, dude, if you don't quit him, break your leg. He said, stop this. You right do now. not want to be in a heel hook. A heel exactly. hook will tear all three um, ligaments. It was over a fucking basketball game. Yeah. And the guy was like, I'll do, break your fucking leg. You'll never play again. Now stop doing this and let's walk away from this. Joe Rogan tells a story. He, um, he's no, At the time, it was probably in the mid 2000s. So he's known as comedian and uh, the UFC guy. Mm-hmm. And that attracts a certain dude. Uh, yeah. Who who wants to challenge himself or like talk shit to the UFC guy? You see right, commentary, right. and this guy's following him up to his hotel room, and he, he has Eddie Bravo, who is doesn't look like much if you see him, but he's a, he's an assassin. He's a black belt. He teaches jujitsu, mm-hmm. all this stuff, and then he has Tate Fletcher, who you've seen get killed in almost every action movie for the past fifteen years. Yeah, who was also a UFC fighter, and this guy just keeps going and going and going at Rogue and pounding on his door. I think I've seen this. Didn't they record this? They'd, I think they recorded the aftermath. Okay. And <laughs> Rogan comes out and just tells him, please leave me alone. Like, and the guy's like, no, we have blah, want to fight, blah, blah, you're a pussy. And he just goes, Tate. And Tate Fletcher comes walking out, big bald headed dude, giant beard. He looks like a. Um, Aren't his mustaches twisted yeah. up at the end? That guy. Yeah. yeah, he's awesome. He looks like an amosexual. Yeah. And, um, and Rogan just tells him, don't hurt him. Just, Get him to leave us alone. And he, he has two guys with him, too. And Tate Fletcher just pulls guard. He's on his back. He slips a punch, and he, pu- he grabs him by the back of the head, pulls guard, wraps his legs around him, and flips him. I don't know how he what he did, but he like just put him in a rear naked choke. And little Rogan looks over at the guy's buddies and says, don't worry. He's not going to hurt him. He's just going to make him go to they, sleep. They did record this. I've seen this. Yeah. I'm really sure I've seen this. <laughs> That's what you can do if you know how to do that. Right. You can you can not hurt people and you can just put them to sleep. They should allow like they talk about getting rid of chokes in for police only if you don't know how to do them. Right. That's the only time you uh, kill somebody. Yeah. Right. If you don't know how to do them, if you put the pressure on the carotid arteries and make the blood stop going to the brain, you go night night. It's a lot easier to put the cuffs on, sure. throw them in the back of the car. Right. I think that'd be a huge advantage to have a police force if we have to have them um of people that can hurt you if they need to. Right. But will take mercy on people, especially people that have that are kind of loony out of their minds. Right. They're not going to stop coming at you. No, they're not. So you're gonna you're gonna tase them, you're gonna six of you are gonna gather around and beat him up. Or you can have one guy with cauliflowered ears just choke him out a little bit and throw him in the paddy wagon. Even gently like, hey buddy, yeah. come on man. Come on, bud. You don't want that. you'll wake up and feel so embarrassed in the <laughs> right. morning. You'll be so embarrassed. Now you shat yourself. I'm sorry, but you know, yeah. it had to happen. It happens sometimes whenever you <laughs> choke people out. It's okay. Um you know what the craziest thing about it is is that Japan had that had that very thing. The samurai were samurai means servant. Yeah. So they their their job was to keep order in society. Now 
it went off the rails. So they were like the uh, red cloaks in Game of Thrones. Yes, except <laughs> or the gold cloaks. I'm sorry. Yeah, the gold cloaks. Except that more highly trained. But, could but be then it turned player. into yeah, they really can. Um, then the, it just became the, the the lethality of everybody. It just became you know that's why they're they're such they're so painfully polite because you never hear to go run into. Everybody's armed. Everybody's you know. It actually helped their society a lot, but it also created that monster that we had to deal with in World War Two. Mm-hmm. So you know yeah. Um, trying to think of other things that I'd like the government to take care of. Um, I think. I think, I mean, if we have to pay them anyway, I'd like them to continue with the space program stuff, but keep farming it out to, to. I think, mm, to I think like that the Elons and the and the proof is in the pudding. So I think this new phase we're in actually is very good. Yeah, they've solved a lot of problems, like returning rockets and be able to reuse them and all those things. Yeah, he like he so. landed right down where it sat <laughs> after it did whatever it did. I don't know what it did. Now the whole Elon Elon thing right now is. I don't know, man. I mean, that's. I uh, see what he's doing. And um, I mean, the decision to get rid of all those employees and it still runs exactly the same way. I'd, what were all those employees doing then? You I mean, know what I mean, I, I, I do have my problems with the guy. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, but I then I have other things that I don't have a problem with. My biggest problem with him is he wants to be funny. And, and he's not just, very good. He's just not very funny. No. Like, it's fine to not be. You don't need to be funny. You're. Like the the brain, you do the brain stuff. I wish they would apply themselves more to helping their fellow man and creating a utopia. I wish they could do that. They have the money, they have the means. They could, I mean, they could literally wipe out hunger in a year. Yeah. I mean, it, the money that they have that they use for such things as even the space program is nice. I mean, you could still that's but that's a small portion of their money. Bezos. Elon Musk, Richard Branson, and stuff. Pull, pull all the resources. They can create things that we had. Like, like a model would be what they what we did in the in the nineteen thirties and forties, right for the United States, right before the war, creating jobs for people to make them not make them not unemployed anymore, mm-hmm. and to put food in their bellies. To and I mean, it's just a it's a nice thing. And Rome did it all the time. Put the people to work. Mm-hmm. And and you know uh, irrigation, you know things like this to help. It's not that hard. It really isn't. You know, in no. um, in uh, all those guys' defense, I don't know that they're not doing that type of stuff. Okay, I, I, I would. Might, I, they might be, but I'm looking at it, but I'm not seeing anything readily apparent. But a lot of people want them just to give the money to the government. Well, no, them, I don't want that. And that's let a, them wipe out hunger. That's because they've done such a great job. You know, yeah. we've also had a war on poverty for the past forty years, right? And it's not going great. Well, I mean. No, it isn't. But um, I think poverty might win that one too. First drugs, and then poverty. Right. I mean, the drug war is, is a road warrior squash match. And Trump came out and wants to start another one. Yeah, it's an idiot. I love it. <laughs> so fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to do a war, okay? A kill, war. Kill these drug dealers on kill drugs. Them. Kill them. Like, I mean, you should be thanking them, right? <laughs> Yes, you should. Um, I think that's one way to get uh, the economy back up and moving. Legalize everything. And then if you guys want your taxes, tax that. And then let us keep our income. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. I mean, because everybody's going to we would pump that back into the economy. Um, But I will say this. Okay. We always talk about what we would do if we won the lottery. Right. If I had say I had Elon Musk's money. I would literally do what I said only on a much greater scale. 
I would pick a town and be like, here's what we're doing. We're going to fix the roads. We're going to uh, tear down any decrepit buildings. We're going to put up new ones. We're going to invest in, you know, Main Street. We're going to, we're just going to rebuild everything. And that would be a fraction of my money. You know what I mean? But how do you do that with all the red tape from this government? Um, Lots of people want to keep it that way, the, the way they are, because that's how they get money is you get the state to give your little town this much money mm-hmm. to to revitalize or whatever, and then you just kind of keep it. And sure. Then, well, um, unfortunately, you're going to have to deal with those things until the government, until the people are employed and not miserable and sick and all that shit anymore, and and not and and not and don't have any more apathy. See that you start at the ground level, right? You're going to have to deal with that. You're going to have to take that punch. And just keep coming and do it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to, yes, I'm going to lose this amount of money. You get a bean counter and somebody who's smarter than yourself with math to understand this is what we're going to have to pay the scumbags. Scumbag payment, slush mm-hmm. funds. We're going to have to do that. Mm-hmm. But here is where it's going to the people and where we're actually going to do this. Go to all the, the uh, contractors that we've discussed before that are awesome people and be like, hey, I want these roads fixed. I want them in this timeline. You know, um, I want you to employ people from the town and train them how to do this. This is going to be a long process, but this is what's going to be done. And and if they do, they do that in their own town, then they have a, their own stake in it, right? And plus, how many fucking blue collar guys do we know in these towns who you would give them something like that to do would be fucking awesome at it? Well, a lot of them, exactly. Yeah, most of them. So and then and then the the uh, like I said, tearing down the old buildings. But save the ones you can, like all the old nice buildings like in Charleston. Put new things in them that people obviously want. I say we need to get away from Walmart and stuff like that. I think we need local things because that would help. That would really help. I mean, maybe even just a local grocery store that is um, family-owned, but then you put a lot of money in it. You know what I mean? You just single-handedly try to rebuild this. Mm -hmm. And I think it would work. I really think it would work. It's simplistic, but simplistic things usually work. So one thing you could do <clears throat> is buy big swaths of land and put like uh, farms like John's. Yes, absolutely. Farms on them, and then you pay them whatever wage to learn how to run a farm like that. Right. And then and that kind of farming how, is best, and that's how you supply the local grocery Absolutely. stores. Absolutely, it's what we stuff. used to have. Yeah, it's it's the system we used to have. Yeah. We have a blueprint. It really used to work. You know, it's funny. I was listening to a podcast. Uh, Natasha Legero, she's an actress and uh, and a comedian. And mm. She was talking about like how we live now, how everybody's spread out in their different houses, and she was like, like she was talking to Duncan Trussell. She's like, it should be like. You and me and one other family, because she has a family, he has a family, mm-hmm. and maybe two other families, buy like a big plot of land, and then we have four houses on it, and then we have like one mess hall where everybody comes together, mm-hmm. and like it's like a, a tribe, and I was like, she's just talking about primitive living and separate with houses. She's talking and about- And that's right. That's talking, what we should be doing. She's talking about feudal living from Game of Thrones, which is based on ancient European and yeah, other places. Like Winterfell, like you had the people that yes. were the lords, and then- you had the small folk. The small folk, but they were, at, at Winterfell especially, it seemed like everybody was treated well. Well, of course. They all loved Ned. and never, the, Ned, the Ned. <laughs> Ned knew all of them and right. loved all of them. Right. But like she was basically talking about um, the way, kind of the way we lived in 20 Mile or whenever I lived in Dixie, like my dad had a house. 
He bought the house next door, put his sister in it, put a trailer out back for his brother, Mm -hmm. and you have built-in babysitters, even though by that time we didn't really need them. But that's kind of what we did. Mm -hmm. You know, you have your family. I I think it's weird. Like, in Italy, like, everybody still lives together. Like, they'll- Ireland, they do, too. Like, the three generations will live together, and it's completely normal and fine. And I think that's kind of what we're supposed to do. It would make sense. You know what I mean? Mexico, they do that still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. I mean, it's, I understand it's, it's, why. It's greed. It's greed for your own spot. Yeah. You you can't. The family unit needs to be rebuilt. The family unit has suffered and collapsed under the weight of all of our, for one thing, it's been said before, this has got to go. Oh, how long did it take you to realize that you left your... Uh that day, that I just day. didn't come back and get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right after I left, I noticed it yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> I, was like, oh. I, was like, I was like, "It'll be there next time I go there." Um, and and also the thing, you know, with having all the money is going to people like have a uh, a town. Uh, another thing, revitalize town hall life. Build a town hall and be like, "All right, everybody's going to come in, and, and attendance is not mandatory, but you're not getting any money unless you come, and you're not getting anything unless you come." You'll see it packed to the rafters because people are essentially greedy, you know, at their base. But then you got to go to each individual individual person and hire some people to do this, and like, "All right, what would you like to do in the town? What what is your idea? Pitch me some ideas that you would think rebuild this town, you know." And if you're going to get some fucking lunatics that are going to just, just say dumb shit, hey man, oh no, no, you're not, you're not doing anything. You can work for somebody else now. You know who's the next guy? <laughs> I don't know what a what would revitalize this area other than the revitalization of other areas up the road from us. It would take revitalizing the the centers, Golly Bridge, Montgomery, Smithers. You know all those the the, the places that used to be cities. Once you revitalize those, that spreads out. We've discussed this before. Bad communities are a cancer, but good communities are a good cancer. You know, they they spread Mm -hmm. and they and they propagate. Um, Get in, like we said, the good cops, the people who are known troublemakers, and you got to go. We don't want you in our clean up your act. Exactly, exactly. And if you have a problem, if you're just if you're just one of these people because you have a problem, then we're going to help you heal. All right, rehab. We're going to send you there, and you get a chance. You, three strikes, you're out. We're gonna we're gonna send you there, pay for it, and all that stuff, and we're gonna try to get you off this wheel you're on. Because once you have a job, you're gonna be happier. All these things. Yeah, that's so. a lot of it. There was a study um, with rats. I don't know how long ago this was, but they had put rats in a cage. I don't mm-hmm. know how many rats were in there. Let's say fifteen, and they gave them two water bottles. One of them was just straight up water. Right. One of them had a little cocaine in it. And they were just in this thing with nothing to do. So, and they liked the cocaine. So, all of them would drink the cocaine water until they died. Then they did the same study, except for they had rat fucking Wonderland. They had fucking wheels. They had tunnels to go through. They could do whatever they want. It was fun for rats. Whatever rats like to do, they're playing blackjack. I don't know. Right. And they did the same thing one water, one cocaine water. And they'd come up and get a little bit of the cocaine. Then they go play and fucking fuck around or mm-hmm. whatever it was. And they all were fine. Right. They, they lived however many, however long in that in that thing. A lot of drug addiction and all this stuff is people just don't have anything to do. It's yet sheer boredom, which yeah. can cause despair. And I went through that a little bit when I was laid off in uh, 2015. I, I just bought an ounce of weed before I got laid off. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well... I'm going to be making the max on unemployment. 
so I can just chill for a little while and mm. smoke weed every day. So I would get up every day. Oh, it had to be awful. It was it was awesome at first. Probably. Wonderful for two weeks, mm-hmm. and then after that, it sucked real bad. So I just stopped. I mean, I smoked it till I ran out. Like I, I, I quit doing it as soon as I woke up, and mm-hmm. I would just in the evening, and I would have some weed and then go to sleep. But from what I hear, it is a, from what a lot of people say, it is just being unemployed. Yeah, and of course, like uh, the opiates they can get a hold of you anyway mm-hmm. it's a uh, tough situation <laughs> i don't know saxophone um no i just think that uh you know the essential point being these guys can do more with their wealth i feel you know i it's like jeff bezos wanting to pay all this money to move this bridge so he can get his yacht through it yeah i mean that's uh, come on man i mean i'm not thinking i don't think hate the rich people you did a good thing you made a bigger a better mousetrap great great for you but how much do you actually need and i'm not saying that we take that from you because you don't need it maybe and, and don't even apply pressure here's the worst thing is i think people should come to these things on their own be like i'd like to help my fellow man because i have all this money I, I don't know how to facilitate that. I just don't. Mm. One of the things Elon Musk did with Twitter on Friday night had Matt Taibbi go through. Um, I, I don't know how long Matt Taibbi went through the Twitter files mm. is what they were calling it. But this first round of, cause there's going to be more drops. They're like Q drops, but legitimate um, sort of exposed a lot of, favors that the old regime would do for politicians Mm -hmm. trump got them too sure um the ones people are focusing on are the biden team yeah that that, these right wingers buddy they're really they're really trying to swing at that one but uh trump the at least one instance where the trump team got a hold of them to take something down i don't know what it was but there's lots of instances where um the Biden team asked for something to be taken down or at least one really good one. But a lot of it was just inner workings of the people at Twitter, not wanting to the uh, laptop story to get out of hand. Right. So they buried it. They would ban people for posting it and all that stuff. And then like Ro Khanna, he's like a um, congressman from somewhere in California. Not sure. I've heard of him before. Yeah. But he was like, this is like, he was emailing Jack. A lot of stuff went by Jack Dorsey. He was the CEO at the time. It went, they would do this behind his back or mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, he was emailing people at Twitter, being like this. People on both sides are talking about how you're suppressing this, and I know you're not s- subject to the First Amendment because you're a private corporation, right? But it doesn't look good whenever you're hiding something. And I, I still think Biden probably would have won anyway. Yeah, definitely. It's like it's. I mean, Trump can't stop shooting himself in his own foot. I know. I mean, he's not going to win this time. Like he is really just fucking the pooch, buddy. I mean, I do look forward to the campaign. Though. Oh yes, I, I look forward to the debates with like Mike Pence and people like that because Trump's going to lose his shit. He's going to get on stage and lose his shit. That's going to happen. Um, what really took uh, got Trump's goat, I think, was Kanye asked him to be his running mate. Apparently, he screamed at him. Kanye Did you hear screamed this? at him. No, Trump screamed, Trump at, screamed Kanye. at him. Makes sense. I don't know how anybody would be intimidated by Trump screaming at him. I don't. I mean, imagine that that dopey fuck screaming at you. Be like, who the fuck are you, man? 
Yeah. I don't care if you're tall. You're a fat, dopey old man. Who the fuck is scared of you? Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, I'm not exactly sure what Kanye's trying to do. I think he's mentally ill. Definitely mentally ill. I think Ill. he's extremely mentally ill. But like, uh, he went on uh, Tim Pool's show, and as soon yeah, as Tim Pool gave him the slightest bit of pushback, got up and left. He got up and left, right. and they think it was planned for him to do that. Why well, spend all that money on a private jet whenever you're getting hammered with two hundred thousand dollar a month child support for Jesus uh, for, for someone what? who's a billionaire, right? Like, Kim why does she get anything? I don't like. You don't need it. You're good. Exactly. But. Um, he got up and left with the slightest amount of pushback, mm. and um, they think it might have been set up for them to do that. He had Milo with him, and now, like Milo used to be funny, and now it's not funny anymore. He's just I don't know. And I Nick never Fuente, liked him. I thought he was an obnoxious cunt. That Nick Fuentes guy, <laughs> that guy sucks. Yeah, he's, he's he's really terrible. Here's what sucks about him is like he's he's found like a little niche audience here. Niche, 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 niche. niche is it's fine. He found himself a little audience there with the Trump stuff. He's he started doing this when he was seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, you can tell he's in fifteen years. He's going to look back and be like, "What the fuck was I doing?" Well, I mean, have you ever seen? He's him not talk making that anything? much money because he's living with his parents, right? But do you have, have you ever seen him talk or whatever? Yeah, it's painfully obvious what kind of person he is. Yeah, he's he's a incel cunt, is what he is. He's yeah, just, and he's just try, he's he's found a little audience and he, he's captured by it and eventually that's going to go away yeah because people grow up and they're they're like what was i thinking with this stupid shit mm. and he's going to too and there's no real road back from it especially when you're anti-semitic right it's i mean that's the one yes you, it is you can be like regular like old-fashioned racist all you want but people take it real seriously when you talk about the the jews and the Jews that made it sound way worse. No, I mean I, 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 <laughs> the I, Semitic people. I mean, I'm a Semitic person. Um, You're Jewish. No, that's that. Semitic was like a catch-all term for like that particular religious group. Of, at least I used to. I heard that somewhere. I don't remember. No. Yeah, but um, like this kid is like I'm. I'm going to end up feeling bad for him. When he gets older, I won't. I mean, he's going to disappear. Right. But like, and like Kanye going on Alex Jones and making Alex Jones look like the sane one in the room. Person, yeah. like, did you see Alex Jones when he started saying that shit? How uncomfortable he got. Alex Jones, I, it you, was palpable. You can say what you want about Alex Jones. He's crazy. He is not a racist. He is not anti-Semitic. No, no. He's just a wild fucking dude. Right. And he says wild things. And then Kanye says the wildest things. Mm. And you're just like, Jesus Christ, dude. Right. Nick Fuentes is over there. <laughs> just, like he's he's so trollish. You know, he's like yeah. a ready little troll. I enjoy good trolls. I'm talking this about is, an actual troll, the the mythical yeah, yeah. creature. He's you know? not. He should be under the. He's not somewhere. being subversive or being funny no, or anything. He's not. He's none of those things. Like, and I, I don't. Kanye is as good as a rapper as he was. Like, as good as he was with words when he got got to write them down yeah. and all this stuff. Speaking is not his forte. No, because I don't think he was trying to say that he likes Hitler. I think he was trying to say there's good. You can find good in anybody, right? Even Hitler. Hitler loved his dog and his wife. 
You know what I mean? Well, and he's that a war, and thing. he was a war hero. Things like that. I've fun, said that before. Yeah. Like when I, in, in comparison of Trump and Hitler, it's like Trump is not Hitler because Hitler had a modicum of bravery. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's 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 not a it's not a it's not praise. Yeah. Don't praise him. It's an objective fact. Exactly. He, so he had a little bit of bravery because he actually fought. Yeah, he was an actual war hero, and he you know and he had you know and also he built. Uh, you know, this is a fact too that Winston that Winston Churchill did praise him before before the Holocaust happened and all that stuff because he said, you know, he brought the German economy back, all that mm-hmm. stuff, put people back to work, all those things. But you cannot praise him. I'm sorry, I don't care if there's a double standard or not. I know. Do not fucking praise him. You can't you can't praise a man that killed. Okay, six million is just the casualties that didn't fight back. 30 million are the casualties that and and it's way higher than that mm-hmm. they a lot of people think we will never know how many people died in world war ii because the cat the numbers are so fucking staggering due to due to famine all the things that happened behind that i would say it's upwards of 50 million yeah so you know you can't praise a guy that kicked all that off you just can't yeah so but i know what he was i think i know what he, maybe See, he was trying I, to be I, shocking or something like that i think he was trying to say that Everybody should love everybody, but he's he's so bad with words. Oh, he's just dumb. He's a dumb person. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. He's really dumb. So I, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think you can make music like he used to make. I haven't heard anything past the call or uh, graduation. I've or heard one, I, I like one song that Kanye West ever did. Is it Jesus Walks? No, it's, it's Gold Digger. Yeah, fine song, you know. Great. Jesus beat. Walks was a jam, dude. I, I never liked much of his stuff beyond that. He was in, um, no, he wasn't in that song. I don't think. Uh, Make her say with uh, Kid Cudi and all that stuff. They used to work together. Him and Kid, Kid Cudi has a bunch Kid of. Kid Cudi's stuff. a good actor too. I've never seen him in anything. Yeah, he's been in quite a few. Ludacris is a great fucking actor. Ludacris is awesome. Yeah, Ludacris. He's in Crash, talking yeah. about how much he hated rap. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, all these motherfuckers talking about swinging their dicks and all that shit. You know, he's like, I'm going to see what Kid Cudi was in because he's pretty good, a pretty good actor, I think. Yeah. At least from what I've seen him in. Um, but like I said, I think I'd know what maybe he wasn't trying to say that. I don't want to run interference for. No, for I mean, we're, we're not doing that. It is so appalling on its face for somebody to praise Adolf Hitler that you're trying to find reasons why that person would do something such as that. But. I mean, I don't know, man. I never liked him. Um, I liked Hitler. Him. <laughs> yes, especially Hitler, but especially Kanye as well. I always thought he was obnoxious. I think he's a racist. I think that he's, you know, um, he's well, he's just one of those guys that I just don't like. Kid so. Cudi's been in fifty eight things uh, as an actor. Uh, yeah, shit. I'm trying to. Is find he under his own name or is he under? It's in like uh, Scott Mascuti. He's okay. got like an Italian last name. He does. Don't look up. He was good in that. I don't know exactly how much he was in. Yeah, he was good in it. Um, have you ever watched it Don't Look Up? I haven't. It's a pretty good little takedown of both sides, if you sure. ask me. It's not as preachy as a lot of people think. <laughs> he was himself in uh, Bill and Ted, the new one. A few episodes of Westworld, he was good. Nice. Um, Killing Hasselhoff. I would watch that. Sure. Entourage. Yeah, he was good in that. As, as good as anybody can be in Entourage. I watch. Why does everybody shit on Entourage? So much? Uh, it's because it's like it's fun. It's to cunty shit on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He was just good in in a few things. I can't remember what any of them were. How to make it in America? That was the show he had on uh, HBO. Mm-hmm. 
and he was one of the main characters. They were trying to make jeans or something. But uh, it was a good little drama show. Big drama show. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, what do you do with Kanye now? Like, can he come He's back done. from that? He's finished. He I think he can come, come back from that. I, think he can. I don't think he can. I, and I'm not bringing my bias into it. I really think that's such a massive step down. It's just like, dude, you, you're always going to be that guy. You're going to be the guy on with the black hood on and the gloves on Alex Jones talking about how you love Hitler. You cannot return. Yeah. Because you were saying, not because he's going to get canceled or any of, that, any of that stuff, which he's canceled himself. He has. But at the same time, he has made himself such a punchline that nobody can ever take him seriously again. Yeah. And he can't laugh at himself. That's like he's problem. never going to be that the guy who can be like, "Hey, I was I, I need to take this pill," and I, all of a sudden I realize what the fuck I did, and holy shit! You can't see him coming on a show, and even though he did something funny one time, uh, he came on Saturday Night Live and said George Bush doesn't like black people. That wasn't on Saturday Night Live. It wasn't. It was on a, on an award show. It was on like a. Uh, it was on a Grammys benefit show for uh, right after Katrina. He was up there with Mike Myers. Right. And him and Mike Myers did a sketch where he came on SNL. Okay, and, yeah. And that was funny. Okay. Because he's like, hey, Kanye. He's like, I got kicked out of the country for that. They, <laughs> they, they deported me. <laughs> it, it was more of Mike Myers bit, but it was funny, you know. Yeah. Um, the, um, I think he can come back. It's just you got to get on your meds. You got to... You have to. I'm sorry. You got to do this. A lot of people think this is bullshit. You have to make a massive public neocolpa. You really have to. Yeah. But here's the thing. They might be bots, but I've been looking on Twitter underneath some of his posts before he got kicked off. Elon kicked him off of Twitter. Yeah, I heard because he posted like a a star of David with a swastika in the center of it. Yeah, which apparently was is an old, 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 old symbol from uh, India and stuff. It might be the swastika is is something that is is definitely ubiquitous across world cultures. Yeah, we have buildings here in America that are built like swastikas. Yeah. Yeah, the name from Americans a, use swastikas from above ground, like from a like if you fly a drone over top, right? Of them, they're shaped like swastikas because it was like an old Indian thing. It meant peace and love or something. It's not just Indian. The name yeah. Americans use it. It's some. I mean, it's a very fun thing to draw. Well, if you think about it, it's a fairly <laughs> simple symbol. Yeah, it's a great little symbol. The Nordics used it for. I think it was a Nordic symbol of power. Yes, um, and um, they just turn they the Nazi one is turned a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where if you see one flat, that, that is not someone trying to be a Nazi. That right. is, that's probably an Indian person or something that doesn't know any better because they sure. don't have history class over there. I don't know, but it's like that symbol was destroyed for at least until it fades into obscurity. World War Two. See uh, what a lot of people don't understand, and I, and what something that terrifies me is that the world populace, mm-hmm. and this includes America to a massive degree, are so uneducated that they don't even know what happened in World War Two. Yeah, I mean they have a vague. They understand World War Two. I got in. I got in a discussion with a guy, and we were talking about the thing with Ukraine. He said, do we th- do you think we th- should help them? And I know people disagree about this. I said, yes, I think we should help them. I think that's an aggressive, an aggressor coming after them. I think whatever. And, and he said, well, I don't, we shouldn't aid anybody. He said, so I said, so we shouldn't have aided France and, and Britain and stuff in, in world war two. He's like, world war two was like, yes, motherfucker. World war two, my grand, both grandfathers fought in it. You know, this is something that just happened. If you're talking about timelines, it is a blip. It, I mean, mm-hmm. as in as in that long ago, a human somebody can and people still are alive from that time. Holocaust survivors still alive. Now they've dwindled. They're, they're going to be going out really soon, and we will have no more living memory of them. Uh, living, 
you know, conversations with them, but they're still living. Mm-hmm. So people in, in, in that person's lifetime, it's gone from the most horrible event, and I believe this in human history, bar any extinction events or anything like that, the Black Death, something that is controllable in human history. Yeah, the man-made right. event. And uh, we've gone from that to people not knowing what the fuck it is. That's appalling. Yeah. And we have things like this to blame. Even though this thing could teach them all about it mm-hmm. if they would use it in the proper way. But they won't. So, <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, I got to admit, I'm not the biggest. I know every th- most of the things. You I know kn- all the pertinent. I know, I know yeah. why, why it happened and all that stuff. But like most of the intricacies I get from you on here. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. You pick a war when you get a certain age. Mine just happens to be the War of the Five Kings. <laughs> well, I picked them all. Um I was even going into the Boer War. I mean, which is an obscure war to say the least. The South Africans versus the uh, versus the British Crown. One a funny thing that happened um, on Twitter whenever they had the thing where you could just pay your eight dollars and be verified. People would change their names to something, and somebody changed theirs to Chiquita Bananaco, and talked about how they were going to overthrow a certain government nice. and then the actual cheetah banana company tweeted we haven't overthrown a government mm-hmm. since whenever it was right because uh, they did right the company itself hired people to overthrow a fucking island government i think well that's they why were, they called a banana republic when they were part of the sh- part of the sugar monopoly yeah so but uh um i think uh all this started with kanye with the divorce Probably and Pete Davidson. And he's so dick. emasculated by him. Yeah, that's one thing I've noticed. Because he's a white boy. Yeah, but that's its own. Well, here's the thing. Very. I, we can get into that one. That's a very strange strat. You know. Yeah. Very strange thing. You know that there's this YouTube channel called uh, Southpaw TV, and this guy is bound and determined. That have I watched this channel before? It's it's very he's obnoxious. Like he's he is an obvious racist. He is bound and determined that that Tyson Fury did not earn all his stuff, and that that Canelo Alvarez. I, I actually wanted to send him a message and say, do you you should have a color wheel about how dark a person has to be before you will support them? You know so, that guy. Yes, he's a fucking cunt. He looks like he might be Afro Latino. I, I he's just really Puerto Rican. He's very racist. I love. Puerto Ricans, Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico. <laughs> it's a very, it's a, ve- a very wet storm in the form of water. I gotta find. He's so fucking stupid. Find him talking about Puerto Rico. But no, the, I mean this guy has a hard on for trying to say that Tyson Fury is not a good fighter. All this stuff. It's like he knocked out the best boxers in the world, man. Convincingly, you know. With the people of. Puerto Rico. We love Puerto Rico. (laughs) Puerto Rico. Fucking stupid. And we also love Puerto Rico. (laughs) He was just being a little sassy. I know. It's kind of, it's actually kind of funny in its way. Um, No, but that's a very, I I got in this thing and I was thinking about driving down the road. I was just like, racism all needs to go away because it's so absurd. And it's I've absurd always, in every in every strata. It's not it's not not absurd for one group to be racist against another. It's just not. You can't do that. You can't say it's okay for this group and not and not okay for this group. Mm-hmm. I mean, you need to wipe it all out. And people need to start 
one thing I've noticed is one of the, the ma- main factors of racism is people trying to point out how their group of people is better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And they need to understand that, you know, it's like, okay, the, the number one, of course, is sports. Everybody has – all human beings are so similar that even if you have an advantage, that advantage when you apply other – when you apply other factors is not that much of an advantage. Like, don't get me wrong, uh, you know, African-Americans have a distinct uh, advantage when it comes to sports and stuff like that. But there are other mitigating factors with that. And um, – you know, when you apply those factors to another person, they can still they can be just as good. You know, there are the advantage that, that people have can be nullified, especially when those two people start clashing. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, when that happens, human beings start to rise to that challenge biologically. It's a very strange thing. Like uh, the pendulum will swing, and then you know it'll start to swing back. So let's take rugby for example. Great sport. The Islanders were so dominant at first, the and they still yes, and they still are. But you have a lot of these uh, teams with Europeans on them, you know, that are really starting to challenge them and, and be really good because they had to up their game because they had to work harder to compete with those people. They have a World Cup of rugby, I wonder. They do. The world champ, the rugby world championships. But you know, they do this big deal every year mm-hmm. with the World Cup yeah. uh, or every four years. I think rugby year. should be much more popular. I think so, too. Yeah. It looks like so much more fun. I've never actually played it. Football is essentially rugby with more rules, I think. And I think it's much more dangerous. Yeah. Because everybody's a weapon. Yeah. But, you know, and then um, a group of people trying to say, that, well, that we're, we're superior this way and we're superior this way. Yes, you do have a avenue of superiority, but stop thinking that you are so much better of a group of human beings because you have that avenue of superiority because that can be taken away very quickly because another group of people can decide they want to be good at something and they will eventually be good at it. Yeah. So you see what I'm saying? Like, like Usain Bolt isn't naturally fast, not naturally the fastest person in the world. No, he is. I mean, not naturally. It's not like he just, well, I'm going to wake up today and, and yeah, he worked at it. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really worked hard at it. Right. Now, other people work really, really hard, too. They're just not him. Right. He has some genetic advantages or whatever. Sure. But if he decided not to try at it and just one day go run, he wouldn't be the fastest person in the world. Right. You know what I mean? So you do have advantages, but you do have to work at them. It's just like people blaming steroids for fucking Arnold being jacked. He was going to be jacked anyway. This he was. Helped. He was. And it's like... Um, he had to work to get jacked. And also... Uh, People's uh, culture and society decides what also dictates what they're going to be good at. So, like in places like, of course, in Nordic countries and stuff like that, where there's still Viking blood and all that stuff, they're going to be strong, mm-hmm. and they're going to be stronger than everybody else, and they're going to blow people away. They have a decidedly distinct genetic advantage, the same way other groups of people, the, the Islanders, African American stuff, have that, and they're going to blow those people away at first. But if you start training those people and give them the same, it's going to start leveling out. That's the way it is for all human beings. Human beings, if they try really hard, we have this mental thing where we can defy all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, people, our group of people are smarter. They're not. They're just afforded more opportunities to develop their intellectual prowess. Well, we're, you know, physically better. You're not. You are just, you, you know, you have been given a slight advantage that is exacerbated by all these other, all these other, I think, and everybody needs to stop thinking they're superior to other people. It's just silly, you know. It is silly. We're all human beings and we're all so alike. 
you know, it, we're not alike to each other because this th- these things are still going on where you have all these races from different groups of people who want to say that we're the best people. You're not the best people. You're just another group of people. So I really think that I, if, if, if that would go away, I think a lot of problems would be solved. Yeah. So I think a lot of it um, is possibly growing up in places that don't have other races or whatever. You know sure, what I mean? Sure. I was lucky uh, for where I grew up because um, while I lived in Nichols County, I had to go play foot, go to Nichols County high school mm-hmm. and junior high and all that stuff to play football up there. There's no black people right. at the time. I think there are now, mm-hmm. um, but <clears throat> my little league, I got to play with black kids, Indian kids, right. everything because there was more of them in that area. So like I learned from young age that, this guy's no different than me. He's right. just a little darker. Right. I'm taller. Right. It's just the way it is. Exactly. And from that point on, I didn't really understand why people hated black people or whoever, whichever group sure. of the day that they decided they didn't like. I a underst- lot of it is just ignorance and not being exposed. Sure it is. And and also there are society there are historical factors in place that that do hold water. African Americans have a legitimate beef. Of course they do. And nobody can say they can. Native Americans have a legitimate beef. You know, but you can't blame every person from that group for that thing. They're, they're not responsible, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, but there are things I, and I, I'm the first to admit this as well. There are things that benefit a group of people from a historical context. You know what I mean? Like, uh, not here so much, but you know, in Appalachia is a little bit different. We've discussed, we didn't get so much privilege because we're raised in an extremely poverty stricken area. Everybody's kind of in the same boat. So, but in other places, yes, there's this, white people had a decided advantage when it comes to, you know, um, opportunities, things like that. That is a fact. But, you know, I, we need to start moving beyond that stuff and stop hating each other over this bullshit, you know. Amen, sister. I mean, I, I just wish that we could really embrace equality and everybody stop, you know, doing all that bullshit where you hate this group of people and you feel superior. We're all a bunch of schmoes and peasants. That's the mm-hmm. truth, you know. So let's embrace our peasanthood and just and and realize we're all pretty we're all pretty awesome in our own ways. But it's you know you know what I mean. Well, that's the I think uh, the government has a lot to do with keeping, oh, they keeping keep, us divided. They most certainly, because do. whenever everybody decides that we don't hate each other anymore and, and get together, it's over for them. Yes. The wildlings are coming over the wall. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Yeah, I agree. Like, things are just completely different. Yes, if everybody if it just if it gets down to like. 0.1% racism. I don't know how what percentage of people are racist. I happen to think it's pretty small. You small know, but vocal. Actually, like, I hate. Right. I think people are going to have a little fucking, you know. Bias. Biases. Right. You know what I mean? But, like, whenever you get right down to it, I don't think the greatest majority of people, if given the chance, would kill people of other races if no, they had to. You definitely know what I mean? not. I don't think that's the case. But... Eventually, I think it'll get to it'll get to where we're not as bad. It didn't seem as bad in the nineties. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I I agree. I think I think that maybe the, it's just because I didn't have we all didn't have the well, social media. And, social media has exacerbated this thing really bad because now everybody has a fucking platform. But there's, and they get get on and say yeah, 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 and they agree with some kind of rabble rouser. You know, so. there was a kid. And I think this just happened in the last couple of weeks. He was 
offered a scholarship to play football at Florida. Mm-hmm. Quarterback, probably a great athlete, probably a great kid. Posted himself doing a TikTok video, rapping along with a song that happened to have the N word in it, and he sang along with the song with all the words, just like I do in my car. Right, and he's got a scholarship it. taken away, and he's fucked. Like that seems a bit harsh. It is. It does. Seems a bit much. It, it does. Because I don't like it'd be different if he was singing along with um you know, a racist song. Right. If he's singing David Allen Coe yeah. or some shit like that, then yeah, man, you should have known that was gonna happen. Yeah. Like, but he was singing along with I don't know, little floop. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Little Lupe. <laughs> yeah. It just seems like a bit of an overcorrection for this poor fucking kid. I'm sure he's gonna get a chance somewhere else. I hope I mean and and th- this thing is eventually going to go away. Yeah, I mean, people are getting sick of it already. So once that starts to happen, it starts to teeter and it starts to topple over. Now, on the converse side of that thing I just said. Chuck Taylors. (laughs) Best shoe they ever made. I think that people, um, I don't know. It's a a dicey thing because you want everybody, but, you know, if people want to retain their culture, like say you're Native American and Mm -hmm. you would like to. You know, retain your culture and marry Native American and all that stuff. That should, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't see that there's anything wrong with right. that at all. So for each group, that should apply. And that doesn't mean that you think you're superior. That just means like, I like my culture and I want it to. We've lost a lot of great cultures because melting pots are fine. And they're good and all that stuff. But to say you want to, you know, we've lost a lot of beautiful languages. We've lost all kinds of awesome stuff because, you know, it's looked at like, well, you want to keep people out. No, I don't. Or, or they don't. You know what I mean? It's just a whole thing, man. It's like um, you want to you want to practice your culture, but you also want to share it with everybody, right? You want like share our beauty and our differences. Yeah, because there's some dope stuff that all the different cultures do, and people say that America has no culture. It does. It's, it's a young culture. It does. I've said that, um, yeah. but. It's a young culture. It I, has three hundred different cultures. You know, like right. Appalachian. Mm-hmm. There's, there's the Southern, and then there's Black Southern, and then there's Northeastern culture, and it's weird and it's snowy all the time. Right. They're, they're all grumpy. Right. That's a culture. Right. And then there's West. Like there's a bunch of different cultures, mm-hmm. and then they all mix together, and it's a thing. But like getting mad about the appropriation, like, um, like this girl one time wore like a uh, like a traditional Indian. Like Indian, uh, India, Indian, the bindi, yeah, yeah, we're like a bindi, and people like screaming at her. What's the funny that she got in trouble for that? Yeah, it's like she thought it was a awesome. Cute dress. Yeah, and she, she it's, she's not making fun. No, she's saluting it because she really thinks it's beautiful. Yeah, and I, you know, who was complaining about this? Not Indian people. They also thought it was awesome. Right, it was white women. Right, that's who was complaining about it. We need to Holocaust white women. <laughs> I don't agree. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> um, I mean, it, I just think that, uh, I don't know. We're going to have to find our way. We're going to have to, we're going to have to realize that in the, in the interchange of ideas that you're allowed to have an idea. Mm-hmm. Now that comes with some negative baggage. I think it's, well, I don't think it's okay to be a Nazi and a racist. I really don't think that's okay. You are free to do that. Go off and do that. I don't want to be bothered with it. I don't want to be, you know, but you should not, that should not be illegal. Yeah. I don't care what you do as long as you're nonviolent. Exactly. I don't, you can hate whoever you want. You can do whatever you want. And this just thing, don't be violent. and this thing with punching somebody because they say something, we need to get away from that. Yeah. I don't like what he said. So I punched him like, well, 
did you not have words you could have said back to him and have a disagreement there and all that stuff? It's not okay to beat somebody up because you don't agree. You would not think that's okay for the other side to do that. If you do that, then that's okay. Don't do that. He says a word. Ah, you're a fucking idiot. Fuck you. Walk away. That's all that needs to be ha- happen. Mm-hmm. The the street violence over a disagreement of ideas is fucking dumb. So that's a good way to uh, go backwards. Exactly. I mean, and you're not winning anybody over. Like you're not going to change his mind by hitting him. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. if people like uh, attack Kanye, it's it is sort of like what's happened. Like he he said all this stuff and he's losing money hand over fist now and it makes it seem like what he's saying is true especially in his in his own mind sure that's going to be reinforcement it's going to be reinforced well what happened that's i think what happened to kanye is he uh had some bad some bad agents that might have screwed him out of a, quite a bit of money probably and they just happen to be jewish so he just applies it to everybody well that's what i'm saying there is um like people take evidence of something okay jewish people um have always been good at finances. That is a, that is a, weren't they relegated to that? Cause nobody sure trusted them to do anything right else for some reason. Exactly. Because, and, and they, that's the, the niche they had. That's the toehold they had to get because they didn't have a homeland and all that stuff. They were reviled for that because it's a lot of jealousy involved because they would live within a culture. But here, here we get to this thing. They lived within a culture, wanted to retain their culture, marry within their culture and all that stuff. And people, and that is the ancient equivalent of being a, fucking intolerant prick we don't like you because you because you're not open to us we're like well we think you're great but we like who we are too mm-hmm. are we not allowed to do that you know and people and no they were not allowed to do that so there was always this thing that well because they're insular and and their culture is strange to us and they want to adapt her art to our culture then they're bad people no they just wanted to retain who they are so and the fact is within their culture there is um as far as I can gather, a uh, predilection towards uh, finances to commerce because that was the that was the the route they had to take or could take. You know that doesn't mean there weren't you know there were great Jewish athletes, there were great you know Jewish warriors, all boxers, kinds of, yes, and all that stuff. But by and large, that's where their culture went. And you basketball had, in the early days was heavily populated by jewish people yes it was and two-handed set shots yes nice crisp bounce passes right <laughs> a nice chest pass you kidding just me? the fundamentals <laughs> they're all tim duncan's <laughs> larry bird's young larry bird i got the fundamentals um <laughs> duncan's for showboats <laughs> god that's the fucking best thing ever my back um <laughs> But meanwhile, like, if you ever watch Larry Bird's highlights, he did plenty of showboaty stuff with his passes and everything. Larry Bird was a great fucking basketball great player. Basketball people talk, player. people, and but, you don't expect it. You're like, no. oh, well, it was, it is an unattractive but but powerfully good style. You know what I mean? Like it didn't have a lot of grace or anything, but it was effective. The proof again is in the pudding. He was he was a just a great fucking basketball player. Um, Apparently, he was one of the greatest trash talkers, too. Yeah, the dick from French Lake. That's yeah. what they called him. Um, you, didn't, you never heard about that? I haven't heard that one. I like it. Um, but Jewish people were, and, and now we're, we're getting to the modern version of that. They went into a thing that would suit, the, that would suit their, their cultural background. So they're going to go and think something that makes money, banking, entertainment, where they, where they see the commerce and that where they can – and also that helps them protect themselves. If we are wealthy, then we're able to you know, protect our, our culture and ourselves. 
right? Mm-hmm. So, no, there is not a cabal of that. It's just a group of people who are culturally going to that and good at it. It's just like coal mining here. Right. Which there's not, like, there's never been, I mean, I guess in the early days there was a lot of coal miners here, but now there's, I think there's less than 10,000 coal miners mm-hmm. in West Virginia. Right. Which is good. It was a traditional you know, job right? at first done by, you know, classic, quote unquote, hillbillies, Scots, Irish people, Irish people. And then Italians started doing it. Then uh, African-Americans started coming up and doing it. You know, freed, freed slaves came out north because it was a good job to have, you know, and 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 they were in the same boat as everybody else. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that about West Virginia is that we are we are a melting pot in a lot of ways, but everybody still did retain their culture. It's a very it's a it's a it, when you take the racist element out of it, it's really kind of a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like West Virginia for that. You know, there are bad things about it, but that's but I'm saying that um and there is this thing where now I like the uh, the conversation about who are the chosen people. No one. We need to get out of that one too. Yeah, that's that's part of the superiority issue. You know, you have the uh, the black Israelites and say we're the we're the chosen people. It says who? You know that who are you? You're no better, no worse. You know what? Is, what is this? You know, it's. I love seeing the seeing the like videos of black Israelites on the street just harassing harassing people, people and then. Eventually, they end up getting owned, which is always fun. <laughs> right. I love seeing people that are so sure of themselves getting owned. Well, but the thing about it is, um, but that group of people who are, you know, conspiracy theorists and stuff like that are usually uneducated. So it's easy to own them, but being uneducated, they're going to have a prescribed response. They're, sometimes they get violent. They don't like they don't like to be told. Well, I know what happened, and here it is, and then they want to punch you because you have you have embarrassed them. Here's a prime example of how this baby stares at me. <laughs> She's so cute, though. <laughs> she looks like a Gerber baby. She does. They should get her into entertainment. Yeah, they really should. She's a beautiful little kid. Are you one of your favorite things? Let's do it. Love that rhythm. Favorite things, episode four hundred two. Okay, um, first and foremost, um, I went to. We like our privacy, so I refer to her as the significant other. Mm-hmm. I went to be with her family for an early Christmas. Nice. It was the most beautiful thing I think I've ever. Did you go to Morgantown? I did. Nice. Um, we went on the Polar Express, and I'm one of those people that is was always afraid of feeling silly. So when I was told that we were all going to be wearing uh, pajamas, I was nervous. But then when we started doing it, I had the best time because I'm like, you know what? I don't care about anybody else. We're having fun. And it's the best group of people to have fun with. I mean, they're I, I just absolutely love them. And um, we... And we took the baby, and she's you know she had a great time, and um, and but then the gifts I got, one of the things I got, and it's the maybe the best gift I ever got, and I got really choked up over it like a few times. Is 
got uh, she got me the color change glasses, the the uh, colorblind glasses. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. It, and I put them on. I looked at the Christmas tree, and I just absolutely almost bawled. It was so I'd never seen color like that before. Hmm. The blues were so powerful, like punch me in the face. I was like, um, and then I wore them for, and then we went to see the lights for the Polar Express. Like the train goes up, and they've got all these things lit up, and it was just over, almost overwhelming, you know. Not only was it overwhelming because it was just so something I've never seen. It was the, the thought, the thought that went into it. The, the you, you love somebody when you do that for them. You know what I mean? And I just, it was really nice. Um, plus, the baby drew me pictures, and you know, it was just, it was really good. So had a great Christmas, and that's first and foremost. Um, then. While I was there, um, the trailer for The Last of Us dropped, and the trailer for the for Guardians of the Galaxy dropped. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I think Marvel might be getting their stride back. I, 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 Wakanda Forever, I, I've heard, is good. Um, I would like to see it myself, um, but I know Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be great. It's just written all over it. It's, it, but it, I think it's going to be heavy. I think it's going to be real heavy. So um, they might be getting their stride back just for one movie because he's gone after that. Well, um, we'll see. Hopefully not. I mean, I would because I would, there's still lots of good Marvel properties that I would like to see done well. Mm-hmm. Deadpool. Deadpool is going to be great. I don't care what anybody says. Deadpool and Wolverine in a movie together with the multiverse and stuff at stake. It's going to be awesome. I mean, it's going to be funny, but it's also going to be, you know, I really, I don't even care if it's bad. I'm still going to love it. You know what I mean? Um, and that's the problem. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's, I think that's an exception to that thing. For, yeah. Like if, like most of what I've seen lately has been bad, but there was the Spider-Mans with those. And then, yeah, man. Have, have you ever thought about though, that the last Spider-Man movie and as great as it was, and it was great, had a lot of, had a great time at it. Have you ever wondered what it would like been like if it was in the original Marvel form, where with big crowds of people and all kinds of stuff? Yeah, and not green screened. It would have been just amazing, you know. Yeah, hopefully they get out of. I know it's it's like assembly line movie making now, sure. Where, where you film everything in front of a green screen, you give it to a bunch of nerds, and then they put all the stuff in it. Right. It's just hard to act that way. I mean, they for the end scene with him. At the uh, graveyard with Happy, that was even green screened. Can you not find a graveyard? Really? Yeah. Oh God! Now I'm going to have a hard time watching it. It's tough. Um, then a massively. Okay, let's talk about The Last of Us. That trailer has Aha Take on Me playing behind it, mm-hmm. and they did that because Ellie plays Take mm-hmm. on Me in Last of Us Part Two. So. Um, Dude, I don't think that show can miss. I think it's... Uh, it I, can. I just don't think it will. I, it won't. I mean, I really... Well, for one thing... Um, if somebody else was doing it, but since it's Netflix and... You know, it's not Netflix, I'm sorry. HBO right. and the guy that... I don't know if you watch Chernobyl. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of how good that was. I haven't seen it, but I knew how good it was. It's an easy watch. It's I think it's like six episodes. Mm-hmm. And it's not quite historically accurate because they had... There's too many characters, so they condensed a bunch of different people down into one person. Yeah. Just to, for time's sake, just sure. sort of like they did in uh, game of Thrones. Right. They can, conden- they condensed Aria at uh, Heron hall. Cause first she was like a servant. And then 
uh, Tywin came in and she was his cupbearer. Right. But in the book, it's Roose Bolton, and it's only for like 20 pages or whatever. Yeah. It, it was good. Right. I think the show did did that as well as it could have done. Sure. Um, so they did that with uh, a few care people that were there at the Chernobyl thing and condensed it down to one, and they did a great job. That show was very good, informative, and entertaining, which mm-hmm. is very hard to do sure. when it's like a historical thing. So with Last of Us, which is going to happen, they're <laughs> that's going to Next happen month. later. Uh, like the zombies will happen. Um, I think they'll do a good job with that. They got the, I think they got the original writer from the. Game. Well, it's Neil Druckmann. Yeah, yeah. Neil Druckmann is a director of the game, and he is massively involved. They also got Joe and Ellie, but they're not playing Joe and Ellie, which I thought was cool. You know, yeah, you got to put them in there. Sure, and they're and they're not in minor roles either. So I kind of like that. I mean, Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson are just they're so. I mean, I I beat the game again today, and I just absolutely love it. I mean, it's so good, and I'm getting ready to play Last of Us Part Two again. But um, then, ooh, can I? Never mind. That's a later conversation. Okay. <laughs> um, we watched a Christmas Story Christmas. It's good. It was so good. Me and my mom watched it. It was so good. On you know who might be the unsung hero in that is, uh, what was her name? Julie Haggerty, I think, who plays the mom. Yeah. Not not Ralphie's wife plays. R- Ralphie's mom. mom. She did really good. She was really funny. Yeah. And she. What have you done? <laughs> the carolers. The carolers thing was so Was she the original it. mom in the original? No. No. Okay. She I think she passed like away. Yeah. So uh, they had to have somebody right. to tie it back other than the kids. When he. Okay. And I broke it down like this. Peter Billingsley did a great fucking job. But I think the thing that tipped it over for me to good to great is that is a. Is a Blink and you miss it thing where he really got choked up by his dad and he's just sitting there like losing it. Mm-hmm. I've always said that Jonathan, that the best Jonathan Kent was uh, Glenn Ford, and it took Glenn Ford ten minutes of screen time to be that because he's just that fucking good. Which version was that in? Original, original, yeah. Where he and and the what tipped it over is when he's running, he's telling him he's just like. Son, when you came here, we thought you were going to take you away from us, and and, I, and you're sent here for a reason, and it's not to score touchdowns. And he's telling because he wants to play football, and then he's like, "Come on, Daddy!" Takes off running, and then, and then Glenn Ford goes, "He's running." You just see him go, "Oh no!" And he just falls over and dies. That is just fucking amazing acting to pull that off and be able to do it so well. Um, and I think that Peter Billingsley had his moment right there where yeah. he did that, did that, and completely. Uh, a good thing becomes a great thing so in, in such a almost minuscule way. And I think I give that a solid B plus or an A. I really yeah. thought it was great. Um, laugh, laugh out loud funny. You was, know. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, it just, I was very impressed. Then we watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, holiday special. Really good. Yeah, it was fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, and then we watched, man, I didn't realize, we watched Frozen again. I didn't realize how good, I mean, I'd seen it before and remarked and thought, man, that's a really good movie and watched it again. And I forgot how good it was. I mean, just absolutely excellent. So I started watching it one time, dude, it's really fucking good. Like it's musical. Musicals usually don't sit right with me, but the songs were all really great. Um, in con in, in Canto was also fucking tremendous. I haven't seen it. it was, I mean that those, I think those were both nominated for an Oscar. I think that Frozen actually won it. 
for best animated feature, which by the way is long overdue. They should have had that fucking category way before that. Um, it was just great, a, a great time. And, um, you know, I was just, uh, you know, family time is, can be very painful sometimes. And, and, and not with, and I love my family and my family time with my family is never painful, but I'm saying that it can be. And this was just the opposite of that. So that's, um, favorite thing. Oh, also, um, a lot of new music, uh, I started listening to, there's this band called territories and I sent it to John Will Shatter and I said, it's like all of, uh, of Mike Ness's illegitimate kids formed a band. They're fucking Bruce Springsteen style, rockabilly punk tunes and it's just it's really fucking good hmm. um I, I you know we can play a little snippet of it um on the old youtube there because it for some reason my music never plays here but it's fucking weird my amazon music will not work on, i wonder why I, I i haven't figured that one out myself um there's a song called green eyes I mean, you actually might want to, it might sound, it's called Green Eyes Territories. I'll pull it up. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a telly. Yep. Might not be. Right off the bat, a fucking rock and punk tune or rock and roll tune. They got the rhythm guitar in the right ear. Intro's a little long. They also do a time switch in the middle that I'm a, I'm not, I wasn't a huge fan of, but I'm growing to like it. British? No. I don't think so. Anyway. That's the time change I'm not, I wasn't a big fan of. That's not a time change, it's just a feel. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like this. I, I was really pleased. John Will Shatter loved it. Um, I like the fact that he, they don't have any monthly listeners. Really? It's like 623 monthly listeners. The uh, Their number one song here has 31,000 streams. So they're not even a big deal. They're Interesting. Really Let's yeah. see where they're from. It doesn't even, they don't even have a bio on here. Can't wiki. Interesting. Might be getting in on the ground floor or something here. I love it. I mean, that's that's a band we might be able to get here. They haven't put anything. Come play at Fayetteville or something. They, might not, they haven't put anything out since 2020. Oh, that stinks. Dun, dun, dun. This sounds like a song I would write. Yeah, I thought so, too. It's just a good rock tune, you know. Um, there's also our old friends, the Moore, the Moore family band. Mm-hmm. Who's that 
that punk band had a has a song called um, "So Tired of Being Tired." Now the song is not a bad song, but the I love the fucking guitar solo in it because it's just visceral. You know, the kid can shred, man. He's he's not he's not fucking bad. This only has thirteen thousand four hundred forty one. Yeah, I've become that guy. I'm on the epitome of finding something like I, I know more about this. You know, it's they do have some <laughs> that are getting close to a hundred thousand. Yeah. <laughs> he just uh, It's pretty much Midway through the song And it's uh, He just kills it um, I really uh, I'm really getting into a band The band Face to Face Like they're uh, They have so many uh, All All is The Descendants But it's a little bit different Face to Face uh, we put just put an album out this year, and one of the best songs on it is called uh, uh, "Blanked Out," and it's uh, just a really good tune. God, they they've been around for a long. Yeah, time. they have. Let's see if this kid say get to the solo. Blanked out. I'll hit. I'll hit it next. You want to hear the solo? Yes. Here it comes. Very basic. That's not basic. Well, I mean, but that sounds like a Mike McCready solo. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun. I liked it a lot. I like a nice major solo. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got minor keys, mm-hmm. major keys. So this is you can do minor solos over a major key, mm-hmm. and it still sounds fine. Right. But a, a nice major key solo sounds way more triumphant. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yes. That might not have even been major. That might have been like some weird scale that I don't even know. Yeah, Mixolydian. I mean, it was. It, it's a very it's a good solo. Yeah, it's, it's a fun song, but a great solo. Blanked out is a is a fairly typical face to face song. I love it. Um, one of those that caught me immediately when I uh, turned it on. I like that style of singing. Sort of talk singing? Yes. These are the guys that, yeah, they've been around since... 90s. 1992 was their first thing they put out. Yep. Shit, 30 fucking years. And then they do the whoa, whoa, whoa's, you know. That's that's almost a requisite for me. Let's hear something from 1992. This is a song called You've Done Nothing. That's fun. That's a fucking good pump too, dude. It's just a it's a one four five blues. Yeah. Yeah. And just like we said, it's a Springsteen song. Play it fast. Yep. What's that one called? You've done nothing. 
yeah, off I'm, of their I first need, album. I need to get that one. Don't Turn Away is the name of the first album. There was also a band. Um, I'm trying to. I like them immediately. I'm, I'm trying to remember who they were. Let me look Eve it up. Six. Is it Eve Six? Eve Six. It was. Uh, what was the. What was the. Shit. What was the band that came out almost at the same time and everybody loved them? Um, mm-hmm. Fuck. I'm trying to think. 30,000 odd foot of grunts. <laughs> no, that's fucking uh, <laughs> Russell Crowe's band. <laughs> Not Pegboy, not Pulley. It is. Shoot. Well, they don't have all my likes on here. Damn it. That's good. That's good radio right there, buddy. Just fucking silence because you can't find mm-hmm. something. Uh, Dear Landlord. Because it's a song called Rosa. And I liked it very much. Dear Landlord? Yeah. And of course, I found another great loved one song called Candy Cane. It's fucking great. Um, Rosa, you say? Yes. The old one five six four. That fucking that uh, the loose slappy bass. Yeah. Only got one one album, yeah, two thousand nine. I've listened to a couple bands like Handsome was one of those. They only had one album, a really good album. I don't hate it. I mean, it's just you know, it's that fucking. Uh, Gruff voice and you know I, I just love that shit. I, I don't know. Me and my me and uh, Derek, a guy I work with, we were talking about. He's a big thrash. Do you work with Derek Chauvin? Who's Derek Chauvin? I should know. He's that. the guy that kneeled on um, George uh, Floyd's neck. Yeah. No. No. You work with him? No, I do not. Uh, okay. He. <laughs> <laughs> You sound like a cop when a guy's giving a fucking yeah. giving an answer and he's just okay. being a dick. Have you seen that video that uh, that cop who claimed that the college kid was drunk and he wasn't, and then he got him to he accused him of being on weed, and then he didn't he passed the drug test and all that shit, and uh, and the, he was just a fucking cunt of a fucking cop. I've not um, seen this. Oh, it would drive you. You would have a fucking stroke if you saw that shit. Yeah. Um, but. Um, Shit, I can't remember what I was saying. What were we talking about? I have no clue. It was music. Um, you're no, oh, Derek okay, Derek. Derek likes thrash, and I have a big thrash background because I was, you know, I like thrash, but thrash I kind of had to make myself like. Um, I was a big Megadeth fan, mm-hmm. and we talked about Megadeth. Uh, he's a, he's a big Metallica fan. Um, Slayer, we talked about and stuff like that, but and he was. I was like, I don't like that darkness. I don't like that that grim nature of a lot of thrash. And um, I was like, punk is different. Punk is loud and aggressive, but it's happy. I mean, it's got a it's got a bounce to it. It's you know, even though it is aggressive, you know, a lot of punk is is um, aggressive and not happy though. I like that too. Sure, but it's it's unhappy in a different way. You know what I mean? 
Thrash is almost like how do I put this? Apocalyptic, you know. It's it's it's, it's like it's like a fantasy novel, and punk is like a young adult. Right. That's okay. a, that's a that's a really good analogy. Um, I got sick of reading the, uh, ironically enough, the epic fantasy novel of fucking thrash metal. So I was like, I need something a little lighter. So, yeah. <laughs> and punk was, you know, like I said, it came along and I was really started to get into it. And I was just like, fuck, I should have been listening to this the whole time. So, um, you know, because I always liked a few punk bands. You know, Bad Religion, I was a big fan of. Uh, no doubt, early No Doubt, they're a punk band. Um, I like the Ramones. Everything I ever heard from the Ramones, I like them. Um, you know, so uh, you know, whenever I hear some new punk and new rockabilly that pop up, I'm really, you know, I like Social Distortion. Really psyched, too. yeah. So they did recently on the What Makes This Song Stink podcast. They did uh, a Social Distortion song. Really? Yeah. Which one? Um, Ball and Chain. Story of My Life. I think it was that. Well, one thing I will admit, that is a long fucking song. It does go it does go on. But nobody hates social distortion. They're a good fucking band. It's just the one song, I think. Yeah. Like the guest chooses the song right. for that podcast. Let me find it. I mean, they're a legendary fucking rock band. I want to know what the name of this song Ball and Chain it was the song. It's not the rest effort. Let's, yeah, uh, let's be it's fair. long and it's the same riff over and over. Yes, it is. And then you're doing open chords with distortion when you could have done power chords because it sounds a little bit better. And right. then both guys are playing the song the same way in the same phrasing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So like, I've never disliked or, or even liked that song. But whenever I heard the reasoning of the two people talking about, I was like, that makes sense to to say it stinks. It's repetitive. It is, but, uh, but not in a good way. Well, and. Like I said, a story of my life is a great song, but it does go on way too long. I mean, every time I listen to it, that Mike, intro, I was like, Mike, man, you, you should, you could wrap this one up much sooner. I like, you know? um, I've been guilty of it myself with long intros on songs, but um, I've tried to fix that. But you need to get to it as quickly as possible. Well, another reason I like punk, a two yeah. minute song, yeah. you know, fucking teenage bottle rocket. Right into it, right fucking now, and yeah, we're gonna go go after it. Most of I mean? the Beatles albums have fourteen or fifteen songs on them, and they're a half hour long. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah they they wrote the you know they 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 were textbook, you know, and they get in, get out, and fucking they did. Like even in the early days, that was like four or five different parts of the song in two minutes. Right, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, it's that's an that's I think that's what you should aspire to do. Put if you got a lot of information, put it in there. If it goes over four minutes, that sucks. And I'm saying that, and um, I have at least one song that's going to be eight minutes. On, on but you can doing. do that. Like breaking the rules sometimes is good. Like for example, um, a lot of Metallica songs. Yeah, uh, Orion is like a eight minute song, but it's an awesome eight minute song. Yeah. Well, I have a lot of information I'm throwing into this one song, and it's it's going to be the final song on the uh, album whenever that ends up happening. So I want it to be just absolutely ridiculous, out of control, sure, all that stuff. And I think I got one more that might be hovering around four and a half, but it needs to be. I think um, the rest of them though, two three minutes, two three. Yeah. yeah. Um, oddly, uh, everybody put up their Spotify 
you know, their whatever favorite songs. Aaron's number one was Teenage Bottle Rocket. I was actually, it's like, I didn't know you liked them that much, you know. Mine. Um, the Beatles, wasn't yeah. it? Hands down. It wasn't even close. And a lot of that is because when I go to sleep at night, I'll just go to the Beatles page on Spotify and just hit shuffle, set it to kick off after an hour. Mm-hmm. And I go to sleep to that. And I Phoebe Bridgers and Father John Misty and all those. Last year, I think it was The Replacements was my number one. I remember it was, yeah. I'm not on Spotify, so I can't do that. Um, year before, I think it was Phoebe Bridgers. I'm pretty consistent. Because I don't like to listen to new things when I'm trying to go to sleep. Because I don't want to be surprised. Like I don't want to become interested in something. Well, that's the thing. It's like watching new things when you're trying to relax. I, yeah. And I'm always, because of my anxiety, was always trying to relax. That's why it's hard for me to watch new things. I just figured that one out. Holy shit. That's the truth. Um, I eat because I'm unhappy. And I'm unhappy because, because I eat. Um, I just, uh, you know, I think that's all my favorite things. It was uh, it was a very, very good week this week, so. Uh, my favorite things. Um, the birthday party yesterday. Got to eat cake, eat pizza, hang out. Do they have good cake? Good cake. Solid uh, buttercream icing. Yeah, nice. And white. Then, what they had both white and chocolate. I only. I always go for the white. I always go for the white cake. I only had chocolate. They had like a big cookie tray from Sam's. Everything was bought from oh, Sam's. Giant cookie tray with all the different I'm types so of cookies right in it. Uh, Elena's friend was there, and she was extremely hot. Yep. And I fell in love with her, and she laughed at my jokes, and I found out later she is married. So that sucks. Well, in this day and age. Yeah, yeah well, you know, just because there's a goalie doesn't mean you can't score. Right. There you go. Yeah. So Good boy. Don't remember her name, but whatever. Um, I, I'm not trying to turn it back on me, but I went down this. We talked about this uh, last week some. I have broken myself of the red pill thing. Um, it It's bad. What like the Andrew Tate and all that shit, um, you know, where they just tell you to shit on women and stuff like that. I, I mean, I got sucked into the algorithm, and it, it really got oh. my, it really got in my head. Like, oh, they didn't think like the algorithm thinks you like it, and it just feeds you more of it. Yes, yeah. And it was it really got dark. Like I started watching this. There's this podcast called Fresh and Fit. And they're douchebags. I mean, it's these two two guys, and they basically bring women on the show and shit on them. And there's no shortage of women who who want to come on the show and get shit on. And they kick these women off, all this stuff. And don't get me wrong, some of these women are absolutely terrible people. But here's one thing I've noticed: I think that that group of people, awful people, gravitate to, to gravitate towards each other, and they are trying to say that all culture is like this. I massively disagree. Just the people you react with are awful and shitty people because you're an awful and shitty person. You're a misogynist. You're a dickhead. You know, and all, and all the women you're going to be involved with are turned on by that thing. So enjoy your cynical shit lifestyle and go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? And I'm done with it. So that's a good thing. But it, the reason I was thinking is this like the red pill thing popped in my head. It's like, well, just shit on her. You know, don't, don't remember her name or whatever. You know, it's fucking stupid. Well, the red pill thing is uh, like, I think I'm red pilled because like it's uh that's because you're supposed to see how things actually are. And I think I, I do. And blue pill people just accept what's told them to told mm-hmm. to them. And then there's two more pills. At least there's a black pill, which means you're, you think everything's doomed and there's no way out. And the white pill, which is you think there is a way out and things are only going to get better. I choose to believe I'm red and white. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, like the Andrew Tate guy, I, uh, I know 
I mean, I know who he is. I know why everybody hates him. But the only thing I've ever seen from him, I've only seen one thing because your mom's house had put his video on because they were like making fun of fun of it because mm. it's so funny because they there's no way this isn't a bit right like in talking about um the woman should clean up unprompted i'm the man i pay for everything you want that's what i'm talking about it's not one. a it's not a bit that's real but i mean and all these motherfuckers run together fresh and fit andrew tate all these motherfuckers run together and they just just are douchebags you know and they have and they have money and stuff and there's no shortage of women i'm like that proves though that the the psychosis in those women is pretty profound, you know. So, I'm sorry, go ahead. I don't know. I the uh, I I don't uh, I don't really know what I was saying about the Andrew Tate thing. I just didn't. From what I saw, it wasn't him shitting on women. It was him just saying, "If you're going to be my woman, um, I'm going to pay for everything. You're going to live this lavish lifestyle. If you clean up around the house a little bit, you know, that's kind of what it boiled down to me. I haven't watched hours and hours and hours right. of it. Um, I did find the new you brought new music i found some new music as well his name is country singer chase that's his whole name that's his name and okay. he's, he's got lots of songs here's one it's called canal county nice mm, you're gonna love it canal county where we get rowdy where we say howdy, and we know we're really happy in Canal County. Oh. Where we get rowdy, yeah. where we say howdy, oh. and we know we're really happy in Canal County. Where we get this rowdy. This is so fun. Why is he repeating the chorus three times at the beginning and of the song? We know we're really happy in Canal Four times. County. Down in these valleys, up in these hollers. Cold stained hands stacking yeah, these dollars. Keep you slow. This is Guns fucking your daughters. dog shit. Uh, uh. I love. County, don't even bother. Bother. I know you're liking it ironically. He's doing this thing where he's off beat. And it's just like a new flow. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's a new style. He's bringing a new, a fresh style to the, to the game. I don't like it. <laughs> He's looping the, the mediocre guitar, yeah. looping that over and over again, repeating the chorus ad nauseum. It's, it's, He's breaking the game. Uh. Is this, is this a bit? Is this a work? Is this a bit what I'm doing or what he's doing? What he's doing. It is not. It's not a work. This is, he, he actually believes this is good. Yeah, he posts all the time in the local message boards, um, like the music message boards on yeah. Facebook and stuff. They needs a band because they're going to Nashville to record and all that stuff. But there's more. There's more. This one is called Stomp It Down Some More. I don't think I've ever hated anything more. 
See how it's offbeat? Like, he's breaking the game. It's so good. <laughs> okay, now I see that. Yeah. Okay. It's a different I'm coming around. You know, a lot of rappers rap on beat. And he does it offbeat. Right. What it, what it is, it's a polyrhythm. Okay. There's more rhythms going on at once. Uh, okay. I see how you, you've talked yourself into this being good. And then there's, there's one called Jeep Gang. You're going to hear so much hi-hat. So much hi-hat. Excessive hi-hat. I think this is the one where it's just so aggressive with the hi hat. Gang, Jeep gang, dirty white boy gang, forty four, getting stuck, digging rust and skinning bugs. Down the hall and these old back roads, Pain Creek, that's all we know. So grab a chain if you need a toko. Jeep gang, that's all we know. Uh, Loud pipes, glass. This guy's on beat. I think it's a different guy. That's all we know. Busting through, locked in for low. Tranny slipping back. Why so much Well, let's just be fair. There are some things. That get thrown in the cultural blender that work. Yeah. And there are some things that do not. <laughs> Here's one called Crazy White Boys. This is the piece de resistance. Crazy white boys. Crazy white boys. Y'all ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Crazy white boys. I spin these tires through the bird just trying to make noise. There's a very mediocre guitar solo going on the entire time. And I'm not even sure it's in the right key. Neat. Getting in fights is what I try to avoid. Getting in fights is what I try to avoid. I'm a crazy white boy, crazy white boy. Let's go. Uh. Crazy white boys riding up and down these hollers and jacked up toys. We some crazy white boys, some crazy white boys. Crazy white boys are spinning tires through the mud, just trying to make some noise. Getting in fights is what I try to avoid. But son, you start some shit, I promise that'll be it. Cause I'm a crazy white boy. Crazy oh, God. Boy, let's go. Oh, God. I'd like to meet this guy. Crazy white boy. To have so little talent. There's so much confidence. There's something inspiring about it. There is. It's like William Hung, you know, like she bang. I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm the best in the world at uh, singing and songwriting, but if I had just a modicum of, modicum of this guy's confidence about it, I might be able to do something with this. Sure. God damn. This guy's got all the confidence in the world. It's, yeah, it's really like, it's... There's so much. There's there's way more. It's, here's one called Country Living. What is this? It's too easy to do things now, I think. Okay, that's... That's the drawback to. Okay, there's going to be good things about it. Mm-hmm. So it's going to. We're doing this right. There's going to be people who do good things, and I, and I don't. I know all jokes aside, I believe this is a good thing. I believe we do a good job. It's entertaining. You know, I, I really think we do good. But then there's things like this that are just appallingly bad. You know, 
maybe there should be gatekeepers. No, there shouldn't. But people need to be able to differentiate between what is good and what is well, bad. Well, the good thing is, I might be the only person that's listened to any of this. I just ran upon it because he keeps posting. And <laughs> so we got to try to have him on the show. No, I guarantee he's a fat guy wears glasses all the time with his hat sideways. He's always wearing a wife beater. What's up? He's that guy. I think my least favorite genre of people are country ass wiggers. You know yeah, they're, they're pretty terrible. They suck, yeah, dude. and they're racist too, which is fucking weird. Yeah, like you're trying to steal their thing, and then like when you you know isolated that thing, yeah, long ago, and you were trying to cancel Charles. Yeah, <laughs> I was dealing with one of those guys. I was describing what uh, he was saying. Yeah, <laughs> was that the, was that that the episode where it canceled Charles, where you're trying to get me canceled? <laughs> I think we might have actually invented canceling people because I don't think they were calling it canceled. Really? Time. Yeah. Do you think we actually might have invented it? No. No. We might have just been early to the meme. Right. God, this is so bad. The <laughs> like, we're, we're, the lyrics are so low in the in the mix. But I have to tell you, let's just let's just be honest. I don't see that much difference between that and the shit people listen to. Yeah. There's. It's fucking horrid. I, okay. We were at work the other day, and I know I'm older. And uh, we were just talking about music. I was like, and it got to to be about hip hop. And I was like, um, okay. I was like, yeah, well, all the shit out now is terrible. And they were like, what? And they started playing this and it's shit like that. I'm like, what the fuck is even good about this? And they're all doing this thing. (laughs) I'm just like, this is dog shit. Can you not fucking differentiate? And they're my friends. I fuck with them. And this is something I said in their face. You know, it, and it's, there's nothing mean behind it. It's just, you know, friends fucking with each other with music. Because they, I played them some punk and they fucking hated it. And I understand why they hated it because it's just not their style. But I honestly think that the punk I listen to is way better than that shit. You know? Also, I have news. Okay. Uh, the voting has been tabulated and the West Virginia Podcasters Association is once again, I think this is the eighth time. Man. We are... The West Virginia Podcasters Association Podcast of the Year, but I'm just a guy, I'm always just a, a featured guest. You are the recurring personality of the year, Charles Keenan, the recurring personality of the year. I, of course, am the West Virginia Podcasters Association Man of the Year once again. What are the other awards? And then, we knew you were going to win it. Yeah, you? well, it's a foregone conclusion. Sure. And the certified sex havers of the year are Aaron and Elena. They are. We have once again swept the awards. Victory is ours. Man, it's just, we, we're so good at this. I know. It's unfair. It, it, it's frankly uh How are we not getting paid for this? We win. It's like, you know, the indie film that wins all the Oscars but doesn't make any money at the box office. Right. That's what we That's, that's exactly what, that's what, what we, we are. are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We are the artist or life is beautiful. Or, yeah. All those. Um, there's other ones probably. Uh, pro- we're like a uh, Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. Or a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Right. A lot of Andersons. Uh, yeah. Or Arn Anderson. Uh, <laughs> we haven't talked about Arn Anderson in a while. Ole Anderson. Ole Anderson, of yeah. course. Gene Anderson, for God's sake. Let's not forget about Gene fucking Anderson. Are you kidding me? That guy was tough. Gene Anderson? Woo-hoo! That guy was tough. <laughs> <laughs> None of them were even related. No. I think Ole and... Arn 
No, only, no, only they, and Gene. Only and Gene might be. Yeah, been. I think they were related. But Arn is from Georgia. And yeah, obviously, like, he's supposed <laughs> to. T- Let me tell you something. And then Arn, and then always sounds like he's scolding somebody from the Midwest. Yeah. I'm telling you what, buddy. <laughs> you want to come in here in this ring and fight me, buddy? You'll get a wet pal right in the teeth. With a Louisville slugger. Um. Yeah, thanks again to uh, John Ratcliffe, the uh, chairman of the West Virginia Public We love you, John. Association. Um, we're not doing check any- is in the mail. We're not doing anything to stack the deck. Um, we're just that much better. We're just that much better. It's just the way it is. Here's work. I used this picture to post a meme the other day. That's uh, Kanye and Alex Jones, and the caption was the new Run the Jewels stinks. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, the white guy from Run the Jewels is kind of a tubby, yeah, tubby white guy. Yeah, kind of looks like Alex Jones. Alex Jones looking fly in his jean jacket, I guess. We're in the old can- Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> um, also changed the capacitor on my on my unit, my uh, outdoor unit there. And nice. that was not the problem. So I wonder what fresh hell awaits me when I figure out what the actual problem is. The freshest hell. Uh, I'm very proud of myself for wiring it correctly. Yes. Ah, oh, God, I was hoping this was the problem. I've been running on emergency heat. Just to keep it at 66. I don't need it to go any higher. Um, if it's something else, I might have to burn the house down. Well, there's always room for you down in River Run. I hope so. Yep. Um, I think we're done here. I think so. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no. Good app. It's a pretty good app. Almost two hours. Yep. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening. Um, Merry Christmas and all that crap. This is the first weekend I haven't played disc golf at all. Yeah, I know. I could have went out and played today. I just didn't. I just, I read. How much, well, uh, where are you at? I'm about 180 something in. I just read John's chapter where him and Egret are together. Um, like when they're getting ready to fuck. Yeah. Like, cause she told, uh, Mance, Trying to fuck. She told Mance that, uh, they fuck in her, they fuck in sometimes. Her, in her skins every night. And, yeah. and they haven't yet. And John's like, well, we don't do that. And so they're sneaking off. I, don't, I think Arya is the next chapter that I get. Um, fucking great. I'm on the third book now. Yeah, dude. It's fucking great. Yeah. Like, uh, he's, uh, Rob has married somebody else, and that's going to Jane Westerling. He's yeah. Marty, who her, one of her ancestors was in the Kingsguard. They really the, give you a lot more. Detail about like Jojen and uh, Ben. Is it Benjen? Jojen? No, Jojen and Mira. Yeah. A little bit more detail about their family, the Kranich men, the the frog people in the book. Frog eaters. Because they show up to. uh, I like when they first showed up to Winterfell. Everybody's looking at them like, uh, yeah, these motherfuckers. And she's. uh, Her weapon is a frog spork, Uh, (laughs) a frog spear, and a net. And she's good at it, too. That's great. Um, there's a lot more detail about it, like brands having wolf dreams. John's having them, and yep. they they're starting to develop the work thing there with him. Um, barely mentioned in the show, but Rickon knew that Ned died before everybody. Yeah, he did. Rickon was down in the crypts, and he was in the show too. Yeah, like he knew. But Shaggy Dog is the way he's described is terrifying. Yeah, bright, giant black wolf with <laughs> just green eyes. He out only likes Rick on it. Yeah. Nobody else. <laughs> like he took a chunk out of the fucking. They they couldn't even cut his hair. 
because Shaggy Dog would attack him when he when they tried to cut Rickon's hair. So his hair got really long. I think Rickon's going to have a bit more of a role here um, in the next books. Not thus far. Um, he is. I mean, the next ones. He's still alive, right? Yes. He, you know, he, he's actually in Skagos is where he is of all, of all places. Is uh, uh, Asha? Osha. Osha? Is she still still alive? Yes. She deserved more in the show. She did, man. And, and a lot of people, we were talking about that uh, last night. And we we're talking about Game of Thrones because we're all huge Game of Thrones fans. And I was talking, telling them about, you know, wait till you get to all the cool shit that happens in Dance with Dragons with like Mance Raider and shit like that. It's fucking awesome. Awesome when they I get when man. they're when they're inside Winterfell and all those people are fucking bumping into each other because it's snowing outside and it's the fucking world's going to shit. Stannis is marching on fucking Winterfell. He's got all those fucking awesome Northmen with him and all those fucking Southern twats and they can't fucking keep up with them. It's fucking, I love Tormund. He's great in the book and he's way different. You get way more of his story. He's so huge, like he's. He's really wide. Like I love the I love the guy that they casted as him. Yeah, he's that's great. Not, that's yeah, not yeah. what he looks like. No, no. In the book, which is if you have to change it, and it's that guy you're putting in there. Great, sure. It's whatever. Is I like Christoph how Torm always going har har, <laughs> yeah. and he told multiple stories so far about fucking a bear, fucking a giant. Well, he's being so, suckled by like yeah. That's why he's so strong. Because sometimes I miss giant's milk har. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about how big his dick is. Yeah, he cut off cut off half my dick, and it's still member. bigger than any of yours. Mm, still yeah. twice the size of all of yours. Um, he's great. Mance Raider's great. I love I like, that they call people from south of the wall kneelers. Yeah, that's great. I like all just all the colorful uh, wildling leaders. There's uh, I used to be able to name them all. Um, Harma Dog's Head, Alpha and Crow Killer, the Weeper. Need to explain shirt. Harma Dog's Head. Her banner. Is she's she a ha- dog. She kills dogs and yeah. puts their heads on a stick, and that is her banner. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Her brother <laughs> is warged to a giant boar. <laughs> oh, yeah. Vermeer Sixkins is one of the guys in this one, too. Yeah. He's, uh, John's creeped out by him quite a lot. Well, they don't like each other because Orel, he took over Orel's wolf. I mean, Orel's eagle. Orel's eagle just attacked John in the last. One of the last scenes. Right. Yeah. Because he killed Oral. Yes. Does so, he eventually take over his eagle? Like, because Oral is in his eagle, right? Well, yes, but eventually you fade. Like, you might, they might, you might retain something. You can warg into other people, but it's an abomination. Like, you should never like do that. Brand does, does with, with, with uh, Hodor. But Hodor's just an open vessel, though. Yes. And, you know, but Hodor, when he works into him, he, Hodor feels scared. It really scares mm-hmm. him, and he feels like he's in the corner of a room and he can't come out. So it's a mean thing to do. Yeah, and you can and you can, and you can take over somebody else's body and work into him and become that person. Like Varamir Sixkins tries to do that at the beginning of Dance with Dragons. Um, he tries to take over a woman. The prologue. Yes, can't wait to get there. It's fucking awesome. But I'm excited about it. I like I like uh, getting in an hour. I think Friday evening I came home from uh, the grocery store and I think I. Uh, I read six chapters, I think, which is a hunk for me. I've only been reading this book three days, yeah, and it, I'm 180 some pages in, which is that, good for me. That's awesome. I mean, that's a lot of that's a lot of pages. Storm of Swords is a great fucking book. Like it's it's between that and Dance with Dragons. Which one is the better book? Feast for Crows is last. I like Feast for Crows. It's a great book, but in comparison to the other ones, it's not quite as good. Um, because it's just more of it's like. 
it's the leftovers after Storm of Swords. It's like all the things that happen in the aftermath of the Red Wedding, and you're introduced to, to new characters. Like, uh, there's a lot of Brienne chapters in it. Um, I like that Brienne is just as annoying about her oaths and her her uh, things that she sweared to do. Yeah. in the book as she was in the show. Yeah, because I got tired of hearing about. She's it. remarkably less attractive in the book, though. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can see Gwendolyn Christie being a pretty lady in real sure. life. Sure, she is. Right, or they are. I'm not sure if she's one of those. Um, in the book, she has no redeeming qualities except for her eyes and her loyalty and all that stuff. Well, her lips, like they said, talk about her lips are nice. Yeah. They talk a lot about, uh, Joffrey's lips. They do. Yeah. Well, that's because Arya, Arya hates him so much. Yeah. And, and, and everybody Santa else loves him. Nobody so else much. knows anything about him. We're getting into that where she's met up with Marjorie. I finally met Olena Tyrell. Fucking awesome. Dude. It right was like, and left her big it was giant like, cards. It was like three pages of text of of just a one sided conversation with her and yes. Sansa. Yes. <laughs> She's hilarious. Bring my figs, you know, where's my cheese, all that stuff, and has butter bumps come over and start screaming to bear the maiden fair so she can tell him what he wants. Yeah. You know, um I fucking love you know the character that isn't a lot in the book, but I fucking love just because he's awesome and he's a great guy is Garland Tyrell. Garland Tyrell. He's Loris's older brother. Okay. Is that the one that Sansa's going to have to marry? No. Well, they were trying to marry her, get her to marry Willis. Willis. Willis yeah. has gotten his, his leg crushed. Bad leg, yeah. Well, it was an act. Like, it really, in, in all reality, him and uh, Oberyn are friends. Because Oberyn, that's one of the few things Oberyn feels bad for. He's like, I didn't mean to do that. He's like, I didn't try to trick him or anything like that. It was a mishap. Crushed his leg. Me and Willis. And him and Willis correspond. I mean, they 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 talk all the time because they really like each other. You know, they can't wait to get to Oberyn. Both learned. Oh, dude, fucking Oberyn is just the the lords of fucking um, of Dorne just coming up. You know, you know, they, you get a brief history of the Dornishmen. The there's salty, rocky, and sandy Dornishmen, and they're from this this rocky Dornishmen. I think are. Uh, the most and our blood the salty have the least like they're most of uh, most of the roinar and then the sandy ones are like pretty much over and them or, or sandy or i think are sandy dornishmen um and all the different houses like the dornish marches are even though they hate Dorn really they still have a lot of Dornish customs they eat hot food you know all kinds of stuff it's really fucking cool the way he's just able to do all that stuff you did know? you see this post that I made it's just a picture of Alex Jones looking sheepish and the, my caption might be my favorite thing that I've ever written with no um, real punctuation <clears throat> when you silently fart thinking it won't smell and then the, it's the worst smell the world has ever known, and everyone looks at you in disgust, and there's no dog to blame it on, so you give a wry smile and declare tis I the passer of wind, and everyone laughs. And then King Robert Baratheon, first of his name, King of the Andals and the Royal Lord, Lord of the Seven Kingdoms, and the Protector of the Realm, knights you and proclaims you Lord of Harrenhal. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fucking good. That's really good. Uh, nobody got it. I liked it. Because <laughs> they're always given to Harrenhal for something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got me that... Leg of chicken. You're now the Lord of Harrenhal. Oh, great. Great. The haunted freaking giant castle. Even costs- though it has all those giant incomes and all that stuff. Like 10 million dragons. Yeah, to- and they're just like, ah, oh, fuck, dude, really? It's so hard to freaking keep this place going. I don't want Harrenhal for fuck's sake. They gave fucking Jeno slant Harrenhal. Yeah. 
I, I even like the fact that Tywin was just like, you gave that fucking idiot Heron Hall. <laughs> now they gave it to Baelish. But it's so Baelish could actually make it work. Right now they got uh, Roose Bolton's got Heron Hall. I love the travel with Aria, Aria and the boys, Hot Pie and uh, Lamy Gendry. Lamy Greenhands. Yeah, all that. He's dead, poor bastard. That was rough. Yeah. Um, the the travel it feels like an adventure you know what i mean in those chapters it's, and they're written so differently from each other every chapter is different right i like gendry like he's gendry's awesome i, I like the fact that aria says every time he he thinks he, he she thinks he's thinking he makes a face like it really hurts his head basically calling him dumb you know <laughs> all right thanks for listening yeah. we're going to go out with more country singer chase this is uh 24s and up thanks for listening Don't ask.